This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. JList.com, they're always bringing new stuff to you, and right now they have all new Nendoroids. Nendoroids that even represent the most recent anime season. They have Yang Wen Li, so legendary, from, Le- from the Legend of the Galactic Heroes. They have Han Solo, who is so cute, from Star Wars. They have Darling in the Franks, who is definitely very sexy. And we, they also have Heisei Sasaki from Tokyo Ghoul, totally badass. All these Nendoroids, there's probably 500 of them on there at least. Go check out all of these Nendoroids that are available for pre-order. You'll be the first one of, all, of any of your friends to have them over at JList.com. And now it's time to start the podcast. And there's a scene where she runs out in, into the desert and it's nighttime. And she strips all of her, all the all uniform off because, of course, she doesn't want to have any association with any of that, really. She just needed it to escape. And she's, le- she's kneeling in her like pajamas basically it's like a night like like her panties and like a like a like a light top because that's all she had there's this moment where she's tasting her first breath of air like a fresh air in maybe years and she's crying it's an extremely emotional moment and she just takes off and disappears into the night she doesn't care where she's going it doesn't matter it's not the place that she's coming from and to see this girl who has been put through so many horrible experiences, tasting her first breath of freedom, and then escaping into the night, not caring what happens to her really, is an extremely powerful moment in that anime for me. You're listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Take your anime addiction to the next level at aaapodcast.com slash join. And now, here are your anime addicts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 428th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Woo! Woo! I'm feeling <laughs> good today. Woo! I just drank a five-hour energy, and I am jacked <laughs> oh, up. Uh, it is so hot. Sorry, keep going with the intro. <laughs> I'm so hyped. I'm hyped. Thank you for tuning in wherever you're listening from. If you're doing your daily commute, if you're at work, cutting the grass at the gym, all those places that I know people listen to podcasts, thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host Mitsugi, and I am joined by two unbelievably good friends of mine. I have, yeah. I currently have Did you Enzo, just say who is grass who, at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone cuts their grass and listens to a podcast. We have Enzo <laughs> from Brooklyn, who is surrounded by a lush plethora of Japanese food, and he likes to flaunt it. How are you? Oh yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm happy to be back this week. Sorry that I've been busy and missing some episodes, guys. I'm here. Hello. And of hello. course, we uh, forgive hello. you, we forgive you. And of course, we have Mandy, who is currently baking alive in Cincinnati. And how are you today? Mm, that's very accurate, actually. I'm doing okay. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I, 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 am, I am absolutely brimming to the top of my body with caffeine. It is um, <laughs> my heart. My, my, I just finished a coffee, so I'm the same. <laughs> oh, well, my, my heart is on the verge of stopping. But um, mostly with excitement well, because good. we have a jam-packed podcast episode for you today. And if you would like to uh, to join the Anime Addicts, you can do it over at aaapodcast.com forward slash join where we do our hobby addicts. We just talked about 
all of our favorite types of Japanese food. We went in-depth on ramen, curry, Japanese restaurants, Japanese desserts, coffees, etc. That was pretty fun, and uh, you will absolutely be hungry afterwards, as we all are already. And, of course, at, uh, at that same aapodcast.com forward slash join, you can get our hentai episodes where we talk about the unspeakable course needs no introduction oh, yeah. and the hobby addicts where we just where we shoot the shit and uh you know bring a little bit of our lives to you so i hope that you enjoy that yeah the last one was the last one was uh really nice uh that we just did because i'm so hungry now because we just oh. talked about all our food that we like dude i'm telling you right now i cannot wait to visit you in august because we're gonna do the what did you call it the triathlon it's my personal triathlon. If you okay. guys want to know more about my personal triathlon, go listen to that Hobby Addicts episode. That's right. Because it is, it's, it's, it's not a thing that people do. It's mm-hmm. just something, something that I do. Invented. Um, yeah, that I invented. It's, it, you go to three shops, the Japanese-based shops, and you have a really good time. Oh, nice. yes. And I will, be, I will be waddling, filled to, my, to, my, to the top of my body with, with, with ramen broth. So I will be, someone's going to have to like wheelbarrow me through the, through the, to the next location. And of course, uh, the the Discord channel is pumping with people. We got, I'm just going to guess, 600 people in there now. If you go to our website, again, it's aaapodcast.com. On the top, there's a button that says join the Discord or go to the Discord or whatever. And you click that and it literally takes you straight to it. So you will have no trouble finding it. And please join. I am on there several hours a day talking, chatting, and and the rest of the hosts are there as well. So pl- please join in and um, be a part of our community. We'd love to have you. Yeah. And manga club. Oh, and manga club. That's right. Don't you don't want to miss out on manga? (laughs) What are you guys doing for your next manga club? We're doing ikigami, which is going to be our manga minute. So I'll talk about it then. Oh, okay. And um, you we also do watch parties. So I'm sure there's something. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what's going on at the moment with with the watch parties, but I'm sure there's something awesome uh, being enjoyed by many people. Yeah, the new season's starting up, so I'm sure people will start jumping Uh on the new shows. Yeah, that's what happens every time. So on this podcast episode, we're going to be talking about the most legendary scenes in anime, according to us. Oh my god! Which I think define a different way. <laughs> legendary is kind of a vague term. So for me, I think, yeah. yeah, very personal, <laughs> very very flexible yeah. for sure. For me, for me, it's the moments in anime where like I had my breath taken away. Like like yeah. um, I was watching it and I literally like couldn't talk. Like it stole my breath. It was so impactful, and I remember all those moments because of the impact it had on me. And, you know, we all have a handful of those and we're going to share them with you. And hopefully you can, maybe you can write them down and go explore those anime for yourself. And um, maybe you'll get the same kind of uh, emotional impact out of those, out of those moments. Speaking of emotional, we're also going to be doing a review on A Place Further Than the Universe, which is a, um, a very memorable winter 2018 anime. So that'll be coming up later. Anybody else have anything else before we dive right into uh, our, our top news story for the week? Oh, nope, I think I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, here we go. It's time for big news of the week. All right. Mandy, I'm going to let you kick this one off. Oh, joy. Go for it. You're the only... (laughs) All right. You you have a unique perspective. I do. Um... So this week on Big News of the Week, we have BBC report on Doki Doki Literature Club game controversy. Uh-oh. <laughs> the, there's been a lengthy discussion about the game controversy, and you can check it out on, um, I think, was it on the BBC? Yeah, uh, the BBC reported on it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so the program quotes that the Greater Manchester Police described it as a psychological horror game. Doki Doki Literature Club was the subject of a warning originating at the Manchester coroner's office, which is investigating the death of a 15-year-old boy. According to the coroner, there's evidence the boy had used the game. And they said, we believe this game is a risk to children and young people, especially those that are emotionally vulnerable and anyone with existing mental health con uh, concerns. I believe the information is so concerning that this warrants my writing at this stage to make the local authorities aware of the issue so appropriate information can be uh, disseminated. And the paper describes Doki Doki Literature Club as a game which has cute looking characters, but which is in fact a psychological horror game with suicide themes, uh, depictions of mental health problems and self-harm as well as, vi as violence. And um, sorry, I just now realize that those are kind of big uh, spoiler warnings, but uh, the game has been out for a while. So um, yeah, it's kind of known now what is inside Doki Doki. It's not exactly a the dating sim you think it might be, but... Uh, so yeah, I, I have actually played this game, and um, <clears throat> for me, I I don't know, like, I feel like I've played far worse, and this game starts off with two warnings before the game even starts, right. saying that, you know, this is uh, not for children, this right. has very disturbing themes, do not play this if you suffer from anxiety or uh, depression, and you know you've been warned, and we all this argument always comes up, especially here too, um, just about video games and mental health. Uh, whenever there is like a mass shooting, people go to video games as, as the first thing to blame. And I I don't know. I really hate it when that happens because i feel like we need to focus more on mental health problems yeah. instead of trying to push the blame on something else you know get to the root of the problem because there are thousands you know thousands of other people who play these games and it's not the game's fault <laughs> so i don't know i that one really uh irritated me but when yeah, you I'm kind of shared it to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of confused by it because, like, it's like it doesn't like it, it doesn't matter if the game looks cute. Like, if they give you the warnings, like if they give yeah. you the, the warnings, like you chose to not read the warning or something or not take it seriously. Like, what more could they do for you? Like, they're telling you, like, yo, this <sighs> is not a cutesy game. Like, yeah, and also this boy was 15 and. So I know that it's easy to just put in whatever date for Steam, but um, I know it is an adult game that requires you to put in your birthday. So I, your parents should also, you know, be Isn't there aware any, of yeah. what their kids are doing. Isn't there any personal accountability for on the parents? I, I um, for sure. I there's think. like you know, obviously we have a real we have a huge problem in the United States with with shootings, and and yeah. you know, and that's all, and that's unbelievably unfortunate and no one can deny that but it seems like every fifth shooting they blame it on a video game or an anime and i'm just like at some point you know you got to realize that the, the the anime isn't killing people it's not the anime or the video game that's causing these problems necessarily you know it's there might be better there may be greater influences on a on a person's life than a, than a video game they played uh which is sort of a transient experience and I mean, maybe parents should be monitoring the types of content that their kids consume. 
And for sure, you know, if you have like a 12 year old that's playing a game with suicidal themes and death and violence and stuff, you might want to say, hmm, maybe my 12 year old shouldn't be playing a game with suicidal themes in it. And it's just, yeah, it's always a sore spot for me when people are quick to blame something instead of looking at the root of the problem, which is mental health, you know, Get count like if you have show signs of depression, get counseling. It's absolutely ignoring that it exists does not help at all. Like pushing the blame, saying, "Oh well, this game is what caused it." You know, it, I hate that mentality. It's, yeah, <laughs> but um, so yeah, it, it's it was uh, an interesting article. Did they say that they want like? Steam to take this down. I was trying to read through so all of um, it, but I didn't see that come up. Or are they just trying to put out another warning? Because the game already has warnings. It I, already has a warning on like the page for it. <laughs> I didn't actually see any kind of um, item in the article that specifically oh, okay. said that the BBC was hoping to have them have Steam remove the game. And honestly, That's I think good. that it would be flat out preposterous for them to do that. The game has warnings before it. There's plenty of games that are intensely violent. It's, I mean, there's... Hatred comes to mind. When I was thinking about this, I was like, it's weird that they jumped on a game like Doki Doki, but I guess just because it has a connection to a like a an unfortunate um, death. But when games like Hatred exist, you know... <laughs> and not that I'm saying that should be taken down, but there's far, far worse out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, think about Grand Theft Auto. You can go into a nightclub, kill a hooker, yeah. and take all the money from the hooker. Um, there's mm-hmm. games like God of War where you're cutting people's limbs off and, and ripping, uh, slamming an axe into a monster's mouth and just sh- sh- ripping his head in half. You know, there are hundreds of games that are very objectionable. So it really makes me wonder why why this particular game gets targeted. Um, I know this is yeah, a, for sure. this is a story. This is a um, you know, a a thing a thing that pops up in our in our lives over and over and over again um, throughout the last couple decades, I think. And I think that it's, you know, it's time that we sort of change the rhetoric, but Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving on? Yeah, um Enzo, do you have anything to add to that? I mean, do you have? No, I'm, 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 I'm right, I'm right there with you. Um, I think there's some more social responsibility has to be taken with people, mm-hmm. like Absolutely. with parents and stuff. I, I'm on the same page. Like, parents have to be more mindful about like what what their kids are intaking, especially if they know their kids have, you know, things they have to worry about. And, yeah. And also, <clears throat> just and also like games, like they they can't, they're not gonna hold your hand and tell you like hey this is exactly what the game is because they have to not spoil their own game they're they, they, all they can do yeah. is tell mm-hmm. you like hey this is yep. this game here's the warning proceed at your own leisure dude so yeah that it, game had multiple warnings like on the steam page i think there was like two in game it's like yo stop if you're not okay with absolutely this. <laughs> yeah and, and a lot of so, games yeah. have those those types of warnings you know and you know you have to basically ignore them to to mm-hmm. to ha- I don't know. And Be surprised. St- yeah, it, 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 it's a dead horse at this point, you know. So yeah, let's move on to something else. Okie dokie. Prepare for trouble. Make it double. Shut up! You haven't had one useful thing to say since you got here. 
All right. So this other news item we have here, the uh, the diet. This is this is a this is a Japan centric topic. The diet of Japan has enacted a clear a key labor reform that um, hasn't been done, and nothing like this has happened to the Japanese labor laws in seventy years, which is pretty impressive. The diet enacted a bill on Friday that that um, represents the biggest change in almost 100 years in Japan. They are focusing on a legally binding cap on overtime work for, for workers. Previously, there was no cap on overtime. They could just work you until you died. And there's a word for oh, that. Wow. And there's a word for that. It's karoshi. And karoshi. it literally means you will t- to be worked at your job until you die working. Like you literally die on the job. Now, if you think about that, it's preposterous. What kind of a job works you until you die at your desk? And how do you justify that kind of thing to the person's family or to society in general? Pretty tough uh, to do. So they have enacted a legally binding cap on overtime to 360 years annually. And if you think about the fact that you exclude weekends, it's about 220 workdays in a year. So you're talking about roughly an hour and a half of work time per work of overtime work per day at limit, which um honestly seems not that bad. Like, uh, that seems pretty, uh, okay. I think for overtime work, an hour and a half extra a day. And, um, I guess it can be extended to 720 hours annually for special exceptions, which would be more like three okay. hours extra a day. But you know, it's, uh, that would, assuming an eight hour workday, that would put you at, even if it was a nine hour workday, which some people have, that would put you at a max of 12 hours a day, which is a lot, but it's not 17, you know, it could be a lot worse. So the uh, more importantly, the reform also includes an equal work, equal equal pay measure. So, in the past in Japan, at companies, you could have two people working the exact same job, but one person is a salaried worker and the other person is a part timer, doing the same work, same skill set. But the company is able to pay the uh, the part time worker significantly less money just because it's discriminatory against those people that aren't salaried. Mm. Which is really unfair. So yeah. that would piss me off to no end. Yeah. Oh my god. So they yeah. so they're enacting an equal work, equal pay measure, which is meant to end that. So it's um it's gonna increase That's huge, the wa- man. Yeah, it'll increase the wages for non regular workers and it will enable more flexible work styles. So this whole I like I like a comment in our chat from Nepperton and says, oh, so maybe Japanese people will finally have time to make babies. That's, no, okay, that's crazy because I was just thinking. Just thinking to me, the same thing. Because to me, yeah, because to me what this sounds like is like, okay, so like, so now, okay, less time working, potentially more money if you're going to equal pay you, if you're one of those people that yeah. have that part-time job situation. So less work time, a little bit more money, more time to do what you want mm-hmm. with that more mm-hmm. money, and that could mean you have time to fall in love for once in your fucking life which should mean to a little loving time you know what i'm saying and then a gift from the and then a gift to the world comes because you a had sex to the, <laughs> so that was a just cute way of putting it because you had <laughs> sex finally so yeah i totally i totally see where he's coming from or he or yeah. she is coming from with that comment because i was just thinking i was like okay this has like a larger social impact than it it may seem aside from just like oh more money no it Mm -hmm. sounds like more money and more time Mm -hmm. 
and more time could be is like invaluable in my opinion because as someone who is lacking in time yeah well <laughs> I, I guess this sounds very uh personal <laughs> well yeah. there's no doubt that you know japan has a lot of social problems the birth rate is obviously something we're all well versed in but i mean mm. you know if you don't have time to even see your family because see uh, there there are capsule hotels in japan right i've slept in right. one yes it's a little weird for if, unless you're like, unless you're that would terrify me. Unless as someone with claustrophobia, they are not meant for foreigners. If you go to a capsule hotel in uh, Japan, gotcha. and I could probably do a whole epic podcast episode on this, if you are not versed in Japan, Japanese, in the Japanese language, or in, or in Japanese culture at all, you're going to struggle at a capsule hotel. You will be the only foreigner there because they are basically meant for people who work so many hours mm. that by the time they get out of work and drive home and, and commute home on the train, they just have nothing they have no time to do anything except sleep wake up and come back on the train go back to work which Ugh. makes no sense there they, it makes more sense for those people to work their their 15 hour work day or whatever it is hang out after work for a couple hours sleep in a capsule hotel near their job and then wake up and go back to work because they have like laundry they have ba- they have Dude. onsen in those capsules they have everything so it's yeah. me- they're meant to I've, let people live a life that lets them avoid their commute I've seen, um, there is a video special, I can't remember who it's by, but it's on YouTube, I was watching a video special on um, just Japanese work hours, and there are, you know, businessmen who fall asleep in just the subway, because they never sleep, ever, like, they just pass out eventually, and it's so sad. But um, I always thought those were homeless people, but I guess they just look homeless. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> So I mean, um, if you never get home to shower or anything, I guess. Yeah, that this this is like uh, so. The reason I moved to Brooklyn because my parents live on Long Island, which is an hour and a half away. Um, so like I, you know, responsible me should live at home for now and like say yeah. and like, just like rack up money. But what happens is that when I work really late, which is often, my yeah. commute would be an hour and a half. So like I would get out of work that. at like yeah, say I got to work at midnight, which is like a normal crazy day. Like I got to work at midnight and then to travel almost an hour and a half to home where my parents live to then sleep for like three hours to catch the 648 train to come back. Like, no. So like, I, like, that's why, like, I totally, like, I, this, I relate really hard with mm-hmm. wishing you could work less hours because the only reason I'm paying rent in New York City, which sucks, everyone knows that sucks, is because to avoid the hour and a half, like, to, to be able to go home and like sleep and like you know clean my room and shit because otherwise i wouldn't be able to if i lived at home you need a capsule i need a capsule why don't they have that in new york you have all you have have every japanese food known to man in mass quantity why don't you have capsule hotel well we don't have capsule but we have uh napping centers whoa yeah pretty sure we do i think it's it's a new thing but we have napping centers i've seen one so instead of uh staying up all night dangerous so, so when I stay up all night playing video games and I go to work on like three hours of sleep, rather than yeah, yeah. slinking off to my car during lunch and sleeping in my car for an hour, I could go to a nap center. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. is it inside <laughs> of like your office? No, like you go to a, like it's a, it's a place you can go to nap oh. there. Yeah. It's like Man. 30, it's like on like 38th or something. I forget what it's called, but it's, it's like a, you just go there and you just nap. Just have a little I, feel, th- I would feel very weird. I don't think I could do that. I could well, fall asleep it's not, <laughs> in front of strangers. No, you, no, Mandy, you got a room with a bed. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. 
<laughs> yes, fall asleep my, with 50 strangers in the room. My brain thought of like kindergarten, room. you know, like where you just sleep oh, on like a mat. Wow, I used to love, wow, nap time was the best in kindergarten. I remember napping. I know, right? Wow. Everybody else wouldn't want to sleep, but I'm like, mm-mm, I'm, I'm like, gone. No way, I'm passing the hell out. <laughs> so um, the new laws will also allow employees to be paid based on their based on their performance rather than the number of hours they work, which will allow Ooh. more flexible working and also boosting overall productivity. This according to the government. Abe says, Abe was talking to reporters and he says, quote, this is the first major reform in 70 years. It will rectify the culture of working long hours, eradicate the term, quote, non-regular workers, end quote, and create diversity in the way people work so that their careers will become more compatible with their child rearing. That's key. Child rearing and nursing care duties. He said. Wow, he fucking called that, huh? Look at that. Boom. It's all about it's all about having babies, man. Boom. Right there. Boom. Yes, I see Rose in the chat. That is the one I was talking about. You said there was a campaign um, about overworking induced death where they put chalk line chalk lines around salary men passed out in, in the public as if they were dead. It was supposed to like raise awareness. That's what? the special I was watching. Yeah. What? Like that's mm-hmm. how often people just pass out in the street. Yeah. Like, they just pass out, like, just on the ground, like, in the subway. Whoa. That's yeah, sad. That's the, that's I've seen this. Exactly wow. the one I Listen, I've, worked, I've worked some terrible hours in my life, and I've never, like, that's never happened to me. I, oh, my God. I, all right, so I have seen this, right? There, there have been, I don't know, a dozen times where I'm in Tokyo to go to Akiba or something, right? Or, or to Ikebukuro or whatever I'm doing. Love, mm-hmm. love Hotel, whatever it is. And, uh, and, um, right. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I have done love hotels, so, but that's for another uh-huh. time. The, um, hentai episode, the hentai episode, and there, there will be a guy on a train at like 10 o'clock at night that I would swear on my life. He was dead in the train. He's like, yeah, he's like leaning back in his chair, like slumped over against the person sitting next to him with his mouth hanging open and his eyes half open. And I'm like, I'm like that, that fucking guy's dead. And I'll look at him and I'll be like, Hey. I think like, a couple of times Chiaki was with me. I'm like, hey, look, Chiaki, look at this guy. This guy's dead. Look at him. I'll take a picture of him, you know. And it's and then like right before his stop, he'll be dead for an hour on that train. Then right before his stop, boom, he wakes up and gets off. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I can relate. I can't relate to that part. Sometimes I mm. nap. Sometimes I like doze off on the train. But I've I'm like it's just it's just part of my blood. Like it's just part of my New Yorker blood. Like I just like my body's like okay, wake up, and I just like. I just wake up extremely refreshed and walk out like I was never passed yeah. out in the first place at yeah. the stop I'm supposed to be at. <laughs> so to wrap up the article, the article claims that this is a key legislative win for Abe. This was one of Abe's key priorities when he became prime minister, and he's been fighting for it for a while. And they're making progress on this now, and um, which is probably going to help Abe stay in office. And I think, um, generally speaking, Abe's been doing a pretty decent job. So good for him. This is huge. If yeah. this becomes yeah, like sure. widely accepted, even expanded upon, like that's that's huge. That's huge for the people of Japan and their mental it's, health. It'll like, work. It'll, it's a step towards correcting a major social problem for the country. Yeah, so. I think so. Wow, uh, go Japan! Actually, two social problems. You're going to fix karoshi to an extent, which means less people will die while they work, which is absurd. And which pe- is nice. and you have more babies, so you could you and could potentially fix two more things. More time for that summer loving. Now wow. they need <laughs> n- now they need to now they need to make a law that allows employers to not discriminate against women who have children. 
That's yes, the other thing. Please. Oh, yeah. That's the sure. one that, that triggers me. So, oh, my God. Because yeah, for, people, one, please. For, for the listeners that are unaware, a lot of women in Japan will not have children while they work because it is believed that the minute that a woman has a child, she will quit her job, she will quit her career, and will just become a stay-at-home mother. And so when a woman becomes pregnant at work, they will basically quit promoting her or, or putting any faith in her as an, empl- as an employee yeah. because they assume she's going to quit. That's discrimination, mm-hmm. and, and that is That's not helping. Terrible. Like, like I have a director at my company who just went on, um, like a three month maternity leave, and she's gonna come back, mm-hmm. and she'll still be a director, and they won't think any less of her, right? Yeah, but same. Ju- I had I had a director nine months ago go on maternity leave for nine months, and in Japan, if she had done that, her career would be over, and that doesn't really help that with, with children being born either. All right, let's move on. Yeah. We got to move on. Yeah, well, that's a good. That was a good. One. hot new anime releases. Uh, we got a pretty good hot anime release here. Um, yeah, do you want me to do the first one? Do it. Alright, um, manga Yakusoko no Neverland is getting a TV anime. Okay. Uh, the reason why I wanted to shout this one out is because this is actually on our manga club list. <laughs> and of I was actually going to do our next manga minute on this one. Not this nice. week, but next week. Man, so you have a question. you're going to hear about it twice. I'm, oh sure. Where is exactly that people can uh, can join the manga club? Oh, please come to our Discord. If you go to our website aapodcast.com, up atop there is a link for our Discord. You can come and um, on the left there are like channels if you're not familiar with Discord, and there's one that just says manga club. Yeah. The, the, and if you go there, check the pins. Um, yep. You can see uh, manga, a list of manga that we have coming up. We have ones that we have already done. Um, and we also have a pin for whatever we are currently doing. So you can check that out. Listen, wow, I'm, I'm just going to professional answer. She was on the ball at that, obviously. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, but, but, but uh, yeah, but I will say when, after you join the discord, make sure to ask Kazo how to find the discord. Cause that oh, would, no. make, that would, please, I saw yes. that today. That, that would please you should, him. You should go I on. I cringed. The, I was like, oh no. Go on the discord, private message him on discord oh. and ask him, Mm-mm. Hey, where did I get Oh shit. <laughs> So yeah, The Promised Neverland <laughs> is a Noe Tamina anime. Uh, it's going to be out winter 2019 season, and the plotline, which you'll probably hear again next week for the manga. Sorry, I already had it planned. <laughs> but the plotline is, at Gracefield Hot House, life couldn't be better for the orphans. Though they have no parents, together with the other kids and a kind mama who cares for them, they form one big happy family. No child is ever overlooked, especially since they are all adopted by the age of 12. Their daily lives involve rigorous tests, but afterwards they are allowed to play outside. There is only one rule they must obey. Do not leave the orphanage. But one day, two top-scoring orphans, Emma and Norman, venture past the gate and unearth the horrifying reality behind their entire existence. They are all livestock. And their orphanage is a farm to cultivate food for mysterious race of demons. With only a few months left to pull off an escape plan, the children must now, or somehow, change their predetermined fate. Ooh, I like that. That That sounds nice. A little more into the manga next week because i've read a, a few volumes of it oh i love i like i like anything that involves escape like an escape plan oh mm. let's do this yeah so uh do you know what i like next one i like escape rooms oh, oh my god me too i yeah oh, look i'm a big mystery fan and i love puzzle games and <laughs> escape the rooms are my shit we have a, i yeah. crave them oh really guys 
I did a Yo. Sherlock themed one. Oh it was the highlight of my life. <laughs> Wait, are there any are there any in Ohio? Is that where you? Yeah, it's right around the corner from me. There's a well, big um, like escape the room like building where they just had tons of different rooms for them. So a podcast trip to Ohio or I got I a mean, ton of you them. Can there's not much else here. But I have a ton of them here too. We have one. I did one um, where you kill Count Dracula and you have to. Um, oh my god, that's amazing. You had it, it was really elaborate. They had um, they, they they had obstacles where you had to daisy chain your hands together to activate two things on, on opposite sides of the room simultaneously with the electromagnetic currents in your body like they were all kinds oh, all kinds wow, of crazy that's way more shit. intense than what we did and then and then when you get his <laughs> coffin open you stab him in the chest with a stake and he sits up and screams it's freaking awesome escape rooms that is amazing they get intense there's one here where it's like you have to escape from this prison and they like take you in there handcuffed yep. and like a bag over your head i'm like Ooh, i don't know bag. if i can do that one Wow! Yeah. Well, that's the cold. Talk about immersion! Holy yeah. fuck! Yeah, we have yeah we have one where they where they put you in like a prison jumpsuit with and they handcuff you, but they don't put a bag over your head. Wow, that's intense. <laughs> this that's might intense. make a good a hobby addict. It would. <laughs> yeah, we gotta. Yeah, All we right. Gotta, so, 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 side note, real quick, I will just tell you that um, an escape room. You may not think it. It is a great early relationship date. Mm. Wow! Just gonna say, you know, it. if you guys can get along, you, you get to, <laughs> or if she you get to can't find, follow orders, you, kick her out. You get to find out <laughs> if you're both smart. You get to work together and collaborate. It's and it's fun. It's a great date. Anyway. Me and my sister did one, and we were like yelling like orders at each other to like go and check stuff out and solve puzzles. <laughs> like I've got this puzzle. You go take care of that one. <laughs> hey, that's sister teamwork. All right. Anyways, S- smartphone uh, smartphone game Show Metsutoshi gets TV. It's a TV anime. It's gonna be done by Madhouse. Pony Canyon is doing the music, so the music ought to be pretty decent. And uh, for for those of you that have played the smartphone game, the cast members from the game are going to retain their roles for the anime. Oh, that's so nice. That's really great. The plot line. One day, a city suddenly disappears. Takuya, a professional by the contract courier and lone wolf, meets Yuki, the only survivor from the city's extinction. The two rely on a message from Yuki's father, who was heard to be missing, and head towards the disappeared city. Lost. However, unexpected obstacles strike before the the pair with the reality especially shocking for Yuki. Before them are the feelings of those left behind, a mysterious group manipulating in the shadows and unveiling a hidden conspiracy. Takuya and Yuki, who both were initially strangers, would deepen their bond during the journey and unravel the mystery of the lost city. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds really cool. Especially with Madhouse behind it, I'm down. We're going to be doing a Madhouse anime today. We yeah, are. we are doing a Madhouse. I think Madhouse is like um, low key doing good, doing good things lately. Yeah, this game is also getting a console release. It's going to be using the Unreal Four engine. I saw, I saw this on Gaming News actually. Yeah, it, it, um, I checked out the mobile game. It's kind of weird. I guess like a uh, combination of like platformer, brawler. It's I don't know. It's weird. I want to download it and try it out though. I I chose that game for this segment because it had a ton of comments. And it seemed mm-hmm. like people were really interested in it, so I'm guessing it was a more popular title. The first one, yeah. Yakusoku no Neverland, had like something like 20 or 30 times the average number of comments. It was crazy. Oh, like for that sure. is that is a big title coming. I constantly have people saying, "When are you going to do this for Manga Club? When are you going to do this for Manga Minute? You guys should talk about this." And I'm like, "I promise, it's coming." <laughs> All right. Um, who would like to handle the trivia? I can do the trivia. Be my be my hero, baby. So, is this, is this the online one first, right? Of course, yeah, of course. 
Okay, so every week for the podcast, we have online uh, on the website. We have a trivia question. You guys can answer, then we can give you the the and you ah blah, blah, blah. This is what happens when you do the podcast for a week. You just lose everything. <laughs> <laughs> you lose all tactic. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So on the website, you aapodcast.com, Scroll all the way to the bottom. You'll see a poll question there, and we'll answer. We'll give you the answer here on the podcast. The That's following right. Sunday. So the question on the website currently is how wait what. Oh yeah, so and there's a picture there, and I think the current theme is anime classrooms, and we'll so you'll see a picture, and you can click to answer. And this week, the correct answer is the classroom from Assassination Classroom. That's right. It was and like this week's. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. And this week's winner is Icy Rose. Congrats, congrats, Icy Rose. I feel like who also has Icy? A, who has a cult on the Discord? He does. He does. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I always feel like Icy Rose answers the question, but he never gets. He often doesn't win. Doesn't he? Normally doesn't. Uh, very rarely does he win. So it's good to see Icy Rose win. Totally. All right. But yeah. So the uh, the uh, uh, want me to go into the weekly? Sure. Into the. Okay, yeah, so we're about to head into the news break, but before we do, we have our intro weekly trivia question. Um, so we're going to ask it during the break, see if you can come up with the answer. The question for this week is, how much money does one of the girls discover in the first episode of A Place Further Than the Universe? That's the answer right. when we come back. Okay. Yeah. And we'll also be talking about our le- our personal legendary anime moments, so you won't want to miss that. And we'll be back after the news break, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. All you anime addicts out there, it's me, Tsugi, and it's time for a good dose of your anime news. Leading us off today, we have some news coming from the Red Cross. Blood drives from the Red Cross are a pretty common occurrence in Japan, and they're often working with anime shows, giving away goods such as clear files to help entice people to go donate blood and help the local community. Well, this next upcoming season, the summer 2018 anime season, has the perfect anime for the Red Cross. The Cells at Work anime, which it has all of the microscopic things floating around in your bloodstream, which is premiering on July 7th, is an obvious choice for the Red Cross. The Red Cross is going to distribute illustration cards that have codes on them that will let blood donors access the first episode of this anime a week early. They will be able to start watching on June 30th, which has already occurred at the time you'll hear this. And the anime will premiere on July 7th. So it looks like the Red Cross stepping up their game and giving anime fans a sneak peek of some of the most anticipated anime from the summer season. Next up, Prime Minister Abe is also anticipating things. At a conference held at his home, the Japanimus Integrated Promotion Conference that was held during the 6th Nihon Nobi Conference, which was at his residence on June, 20, on June, June 22nd, Prime Minister Abe said that he was looking forward to the upcoming concerts that are going to be held in Europe by Hatsune Miku, which just kind of emphasizes the fact that Prime Minister Abe is a little bit of a nerd. He has previously weighed in on anime and manga culture. He appeared as Mario during the Olympic closing ceremonies in Rio de Janeiro in 2016. And he also assured creators that Dojinshi would be safe under the new proposed Trans-Pacific Partnership in 2016. 
looking out for anime and manga fans and that community as well. So just a little bit more from Prime Minister Abe. Next up, we have some weird news. Looks like a giant fan of My Neighbor Totoro has converted a bicycle into a full-on cat bus somewhere on the streets of Hiroshima. There is a cat bus riding around at night. The cat bus looks exactly like the cat bus, including light-up eyes on its face. So this, this cat bus is apparently a man who converted a bicycle into the feline replica, which is to the surprise of passing cars and cyclists. So this has been on Twitter, and of course you can find it pretty easily online if you just Google cat bus stalking Hiroshima at night. So this was retweeted 21,000 times on Twitter, making it pretty much viral. And it's definitely an interesting spectacle, and I would be very shocked to, to see it myself on the streets. Next up, and wrapping things up, there was uh, some interesting labor and ordinances that have prevented a man from expressing his uh, his passions, I guess you could say. Matsuo Nakazawa, a senior manager of a taxi company in Tokyo, bought a European taxi cab and spent almost $60,000 to paint it to transform it into a very enticing vehicle that he believed would cause an influx of tourists from the 2020 Tokyo Olympics to want to ride in the cab. He even had a mobile app video game created that would level up your characters the further you rode inside the taxi. However, his plans have been shaken up. Tokyo has laws in place that are that restrict advertisements on vehicles and he is apparently able to have these on his sides of the doors, but he cannot wrap the entire vehicle in, in an advertisement as this violates labor laws of outdoor advertisements. So for now, the $60,000 paint job taxi in Tokyo has been shut down. Sad news. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now, we're going to get you straight back to the podcast. Hey, Mitz, what's the website? Oh, Enzo, you'll never believe this. What? Oh, no. JList.com is going to release a Church of Mitsugi PC game. Hello. It's called Moe Stomp Stomp Deluxe Edition. Deluxe? It's a turn-based RPG where you go on a quest to rid the world of Moe Girls. I commissioned it from JList. I didn't know JList.com sold anime PC games. Oh, yeah, Enzo. JList.com and JustURSA are the same company. They sell hundreds of English-language visual novels, such as Fate Stay Night and Steins Gate, and they have adult games as well. And Moe Stomping games. Moe Stomping is not a game. It's life, Enzo. Life. Right. Oh, I see. They have the new Mad Pompadour 12 Good Hair Days. <laughs> Let's get that for Kazuo. JList.com, your home for all your Moe stomping and Pompadour game needs. Oh, and most other anime games as well. Never, 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 never Oh yeah Come on, come on, come on, boy oh, yeah. For the people in the back, for the people in the back Welcome back to the podcast <laughs> Glad to be back. Hello. Mitz, what are these straps that you have on the video? Well, they are 
Dangerous, the most dangerous thing that you can use to stretch your quadriceps. Most dangerous. Wow. I think when you, after you eat ramen, Enzo, do you become the most dangerous? Are you the most dangerous with a pair of chopsticks? I get, I get so relaxed after ramen that I do become pretty witty and spicy if, if provoked. Mm. If provoked. If provoked, I get real, real sassy. Um, th- this rubber band is actually a device that I am using for physical therapy for my back. So I'm going to stretch mm. my quadriceps mm. while I podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Stretch your quadriceps, please. I would like to not be uh, mildly crippled anymore. So we're working on it. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. I, w- I would like my friend not to be mildly crippled as well. If I'm going to be crippled, I would like to be crippled because I had a savagely vicious mountain biking accident and not because right. I lifted too much weight doing squats. That's a little lame. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> it's um, It's good to be here with you guys. Thanks for sticking with us. We have an intro trivia question. Um, who wants to book in, bookend that baby for us? Well, I, I can do I it. nominate you, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, our weekly trivia, or in-show weekly trivia question before the break was, how much money does one of the girls discover in the first episode of A Place Further in the Universe? And the answer is one million yen. One million dollars. Do- wait, what one, one million, million, million yen. Oh. <laughs> Wow. A million yen is about mm, $9,000. So, I mean, that's a lot of money you just find on the street. Oh, that'd be so great to fucking find. Wow. (laughs) So, all right. So, um, we have, of course, the highlight of every podcast. It's time for Mandy's Manga Minute. Are you ready, Mandy? (gasps) This is the highlight? I'm ready. I think it it. is. All right, here we go. Let's take a minute for the Manga Minute with Mandy. Mandy, please, please do us the honors. Alrighty, so Manda or Manga Minute with Mandy is where I take a minute to tell you about a manga that you may or may not have heard of, and hopefully help you find something new to listen or to listen to. <laughs> hopefully, find you something new to read. And this week, this week we are doing Ikigami, which we are also reading for our manga club. So if you come to our Discord and join our uh, manga club, uh, you can read this, and the discussion will be on July the 11th at, um, we usually do 10 p.m. Eastern time, so yeah. Just, you can find all the information on our Discord. So yeah, Ikigami is in a dystopian nation of public prosperity law like no other is in effect. The National Welfare Act, in which citizens between the ages of 18 to 24 are selected to die for their country. And what this synopsis doesn't tell you is that it's completely random. It's like one in a thousand, I think it was. Um, people have the possibility. So, um, 24 hours before a nano capsule carries out their death, the chosen receive notifications called Ikigami from Government of Messengers. The government uh, gives only one ostensible reason for the act's purpose, to spread the value of life. Kengo Fujimoto is a newly instated Ikigami messenger who is indecisive on his stance of the act. Uh, curbing his hesitation to avoid the watchful eye of the national police, Kengo decides that delivering the Ikigami will help shape his opinion. And uh, Ikigami is a seinen mystery drama that shows uh, what people are capable of in their final hours. It's uh, written and illustrated by Motoro Mase in 2005. The series is 10 volumes long and it concluded in 2012. And while it doesn't have an anime currently, a live action was created in 2008. Um, the series has moments that are very dark, while there are some more that are uplifting. Um, 
just for example, in the first volume, which currently I have only read the first volume. I still need to read. We're reading two for a manga club, so I still need to get through the second one. But um, for example, in the first case in volume one, and I'm not going to put any you know spoilers in this, but uh, it concludes with a young man who commits terrible crimes during his last few moments. Uh, he uses his last few moments to get revenge on people and does really horrible things. But in case number two, however, it shows a man who uses his last moments um, to fulfill a lifelong dream of his and leave something for people to remember him by. So it's kind of interesting because you never know how people react when they come to the realization that they only have a few more hours to live. And that's kind of what this whole manga is following. And it's kind of interesting to see what people decide to do with that remaining time. And um, the manga it has an English release. It's published by Viz Media and available to purchase both digitally and physically right now. And um, the premise kind of reminded me a little bit of Battle Royale. That's sort of... Um, oh, I love it. Yeah, people are not like loving each other. People are being awful to each other. So because nobody really has that fear of death they think they can just do like they're not you know spending their time meaningfully so maybe the fear of death at a young age will make people treat each other more kindly and uh, actually go out and do stuff because you never know if you might be one of these people who has one of these nanobots who causes a heart attack inside of you so nanoboto (laughs) nanoboto so yeah, if you want to read that, just read the first couple of volumes and join my manga club, and you can uh, come and discuss it with us. Mandy, I played I played the air piano all the way through that segment. That was fun. I saw. That was fun. Thank you. <laughs> Does that mean you weren't paying attention to me? Of course I was. <laughs> okay. I was extra focused. Aw. So, um, people on the Discord, which I, I tend to listen to the things people say to us. Um, a lot okay. of this show is, is, is listener-generated. It may not seem like it, but it is. And um, people have made comments on the Discord that they would like us to, you know, I mean, we've been doing this podcast uh, for nine years. And there are 428 topics we've covered. And uh, people have said, you know, maybe it's time to revisit some of the, some of the topics that we have done pr- previously that are so old that current listeners haven't heard them before. This is a topic we probably did in our first 50 episodes. And wow. the, the topic is the most legendary scenes in anime, according to us. And I already explained what it is. I will say that this topic most likely will contain some spoilers. So... Yes. So yeah, I don't pr- think pretty much. It's, yeah. Not maybe not extreme spoilers, but you have a risk of being spoiled. Most of the shows are quite, uh, at least mine are quite old. So you know, they, mine, are, mine are pretty well known too. So I wouldn't be surprised if I don't spoil anything for people listening to the yeah. anime podcast. But still, either way, I wouldn't say skip the topic. That but um, you, there may be a spoiler here and there, and I will try to be. And more, these are very personal like i didn't go and look at like a top 10 or anything for any same, of these same. <laughs> so, so mine are definitely not like the well-known ones like the well-known like shonen ones let's just take turns around. take turns running through them um totally and i'm gonna speak from the heart on most of these so when i was a cool. kid i rented a i rented a dvd from blockbuster back when back when blockbuster existed you know i was probably 15 and yeah. i picked up this show because I was basically just burning through the selection of Blockbuster because they didn't have all that much. 
Yeah, and they had like one. They had like like two, maybe maybe twenty anime. That was about it. And so I picked up this show called Now and Then, Here and There. And little did I know that this would become one of my favorite anime of all time. Um, I think it's a phenomenal anime. It is extremely dark. It is not a fun anime to watch. It is dead serious. It's about a post-apocalyptic world where life sucks and horrible acts of war happen to children and women and and, um, pretty much everybody. You know, the anime is, it's a difficult anime to watch, but it's a very um, mm-hmm. well told and very rewarding. And there is a scene in this anime where a girl is in prison and she is being, as tough as this is to even say, she's being raped by soldiers to create more soldiers for the army. Oh my God, yeah. And I mean, I, and like, you know, I imagine that some, at some, some place in human history this has happened. Because, you know, they're, they're basically trying to create more soldiers. So there is one, there's a scene in this, in this anime and probably in like the third or fourth episode where this girl who's been in prison for some time, and she's an emotional wreck, of course, um, is being taken off again to be raped again by another soldier. And during the scene, which they show it, she kills the soldier by slamming his, the end of his rifle into his head several times and ends up killing him. And she steals his his. Uh, this isn't a, this isn't really much of a spoiler because it's very early in the show and not a not a major plot point. But um, she steals his his uniform and his gun and escapes from the 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 base the prison where she's being held. It's a fortress called Hollywood. And there's a yeah. scene where she runs out in, into the desert and it's nighttime and she strips all of her all the uniform off because of course she doesn't want to have any association with any of that. Really, she just needed it to escape. And she's le- she's kneeling in her like pajamas, basically. It's like a night, like a, like her panties and like a like a like a light top because that's all she had. And like there's this moment where she's tasting her first breath of air, like a fresh air in maybe years. And you know she's crying and like it's an extremely emotional moment. And she just takes off and disappears into the night. And like she doesn't care where she's going. It doesn't matter. It's not the place that she's coming from. And to see this girl who has been put through so many horrible experiences, tasting her first breath of freedom, and then escaping into the night, not caring what happens to her really, is an extremely powerful moment in that anime for me. And I will never forget that moment. I can see every single bit of that scene just absolutely vividly, even the camera angles, the speed of the panning of the camera, like her face. Like I remember every single bit of that scene. And now and then here and there, we'll deliver to you Many scenes like that, but that is the one that stuck that stuck with me the most. It's a very tough anime to watch, but it's very worth it. So, yeah, I could picture I could picture how that's incredibly impactful to watch, it's like especially in the in the younger ages to watch something like mm. to watch the, the sensation of freedom is uh it's pretty awesome because a lot of a lot of times even in small ways a lot of people don't feel free. Yeah. So to watch someone be free, it's very like it's very inspiring most of the time. I was too young to watch that anime when I watched it. I showed it at my at my anime club when I was a freshman in college and most of the people didn't come next with the weeks after that because they, they weren't comfortable watching that anime. It was um, a little too tough for people, but yeah, for sure. It is, it is a damn good show. So and it's short. I recommend it. All right. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I can go next. Um, uh, yeah, this is, this is also just like, just like Manny said and Mitsuki also said, this is like, uh, there are obviously objectively, great moments in anime but this is all very personal lists that we all three put together i love 
um, the fight be- in Yu Yu Hakusho, the fight between Hiei and Bui. Um, mm. it, it, it's like, I remember when I first watched that scene and it's, it was the first time I had witnessed like a director really just pop the fuck off. Like the director mm. just let the fuck go yes. for this one episode because like character, like the fight scene, the, everything was like slow. Like there, there are parts that the, the colors just like invert and the, 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 the screen is just like going like it's just wave like his attacks are wavy and they're moving in such a weird slithery motion with the black dragon and like it's just bright and character models are going off model and it's just like it's so in it's so it's so intense because they wanted to display Hie's destructive power for the, like like that kind of destructive power for the first time and yeah it just like i just remember like thinking like whoa like that came out of nowhere. <laughs> like no, like yes, it's a yes, it's a shonen, and yes, it's like a fighting tournament, and yes, like there's action. So yeah, maybe not from out of nowhere, but in terms of like how they showed his display of power against Bui, how he wrecked him, and how he summoned his like that that the oh I forgot what the so, the so, the, so wait a second so the attack name is the name is the actually the quest the next in show trivia question. I think. Oh, really? Oh, yes, nice. coincidentally. <laughs> but All right, cool. So yeah. I won't say it. I okay, won't yeah, say yeah. it. I won't say it. But yeah, so um that fight stands out to me forever because to me that was like the first time that I saw a director just be like, "Nah, fuck it. Like we're not going to stay in, in like the relative narrative of how we've been displaying the show. We're just going to pop off real quick." And they in the colors, the stretching of images, everything was really fucking cool for the first time. Um not for the first time, but it was like extra cool for the first time. He just so pop, that, he just pops off. Yeah. He like a full display of power. I know exactly the scene you're talking about, and I remember it very well. I can even hear the voice actor kept like shouting the name of the attack. And as the as the viewer, you're just like, oh Dude, shit, what is about to happen? Just, it's it just like it the like it, uh, uh, like a switch was flipped. Like they were just like and go, and then just visuals mm-hmm. out the wazoo. So yeah, so I will I will never forget me sitting on my couch in my small ass apartment in the Bronx with my parents and just being like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho <laughs> is awesome, man. absolutely yeah. just legendary. Blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, that's my first one. Yeah, that's a my, good, very um, good one too. By the way, I love that. Yeah, thank you. My list. I have some down here that are probably pretty basic and well known, but some that are not. Uh, my first one was from Ghost in the Shell, the movie, uh, Motoko versus the tank, and then the puppet master conversation after that. I love that scene because Ghost in the Shell was one of my first um, experiences with uh, like more adult anime that wasn't like you know like Card Captors or um, you know. Sailor Moon at the time, but, uh, and that whole scene, I don't know, that whole scene stuck with me for so long, and whenever they, it's a very, um, you know, you, it's very iconic to Ghost in the Show, and you see her, like, ripping the tanks, like, top off, and her arms just coming off, and then the whole conversation afterwards with, uh, like this philosophical conversation with the puppet master over like what exactly it makes you human is it your uh like your um 
memories or is it just being organic? Because, you know, mm. um, if a program constantly replicates itself, a single virus can destroy all of that. But so is it really just your organic body? But then does that even make her human at all? Because she's not so confused about like, what am I like? Uh, I have an organic brain, but that's that's it. So am I no longer human? And I love that whole conversation and eventually ending with them uh, merging and becoming something completely different, a new species. And so, yeah, I really love that scene. That's such a that's such a philosophical conversation mm-hmm. about I, like what about like I what makes you a human being show for that reason. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that show really just nails it on the head for that for sure. Yeah. I, re- I remember that conversation too. Where she is, she, is that the one where she's like battered, like she's like fucked up yeah, already? Because yeah. um, she tore her arms off trying to rip yeah. off the top of the tank. <laughs> did, yeah. did she yeah, get yeah. the top of the tank open? I can't remember. Uh, kind of, and then Bato had to come in and get the rest of it off. Um, it. because it like flipped her off and then grabbed her and it was gonna crush her head, and then Bato smacked it with the the huge gun that he had. I forgot what it's called. Good old Bato. <laughs> Yeah, I love Bato. <laughs> so yeah, good that was my first Bato. one. Okay, that's a good one too. That's a, I mean, whew. that's, I mean, it's basically the pivotal, the the crowning moment in the Ghost in the Shell movie, the first movie. Yeah, and yeah, you know, absolutely. They, they always like mimic that scene. Like they've tried to replicate it in the, um, what was it, uh, in the standalone complex series. You just can't. You you, you can't replicate a scene like that. Yeah. Too difficult. Um, <clears throat> all right. My next one is from Great Teacher Onizuka, one of my favorite anime. Um, Oni- yes. Oni- Onizuka is easily my favorite anime character of all time. I think everybody who watches Onizuka GTO pretty much falls in love with Onizuka. We we did a short watch party for GTO uh, a week or so ago, and pretty much everybody that was in that watch party ended up marathoning GTO because it's so fantastic. There's a scene in the in the in the, in the prologue. Uh, GTO has a has a, has a 40 minute prologue. That um, where a a girl is has a very broken f- home life, and she tries to. Ki- oh yes, I remember this. She Holy tries crap. to kill herself because she'd rather die than go home. Basically, right? Yeah. Uh, essentially, her her parents are they hate each other. They're going to get divorced, and the 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 atmosphere at her house is is too much for her to handle anymore. And she just she describes to G- to Onizuka how there's this cold wall in her in her parents' bedroom that divides. Oh yeah. I remember this now. Her, her father and mother don't live in, don't sleep in the same room anymore. And between their bedrooms is a really thick, cold wall that is very, um, symbolic of their mm-hmm. relationship. It's this dividing barrier that's cold and hard that's separating her parents. And, and is like, just go home. You know, he, he, he prevents her from killing herself. And then she go, he's just like, go home. Um, this is a small spoiler for GTO, but it's it is in the prologue. So, and there's GTO has about it's a. It's fa- one of many. It's one of many stories, though. It's I, like, yeah, it's I mean, uh, Joni Zuka has probably 20 moments in GTO that would just suck your breath right out of your body. It's so awesome. So, he shows up at her house with a massive sledgehammer and just wearing like parachute pants and no shirt, and he just looks so jacked in the scene. Um, and he he just walks into her into the family house and up up into the bedroom and he asks the girl i think her name is uh i can't remember her name 
But he asks her, is this that cold wall? And she's like, yes. And he literally takes the hammer and, dis- and dem- dem- demolishes the wall between yeah. the bedrooms. Ugh, and as he yes, puts it, and as he puts it, um, he tore down that wall so you all could build a home again, is how he puts it, because he's so cool. And, vo- Damn. and voiced by Steve Bloom is, uh, you know, he's, <laughs> Johnny Zuka is like unmatchable. He destroys the wall to destroy that barrier between the hearts of her parents. And afterwards, there's there's talk of like how when they were fixing the wall, her parents smiled at each other through the, through the hole in the wall. And and it gives the girl a, a renewed energy to try to break down the wall in their hearts, as she puts it, little by little. And so like that's just the prologue of GTO and making GTO one of the most well-known. Onizuka is one of the most well-known characters in anime. Everybody, even like the old office ladies in my public schools, knew who knew, knew who Ae Kichi Onizuka was because he's so friggin' awesome. And there's a lot of like live action content for GTO, right? Um, and that Man, is what a, a good example, dude. Holy shit! That is a 99, 99 out of a hundred times people who I've shown Oni GTO to love it. Um, he's just a an overwhelmingly likable character. So that is my second pick. Damn. Cool. All right. Well, to follow that. well so my next pick is cowboy bebop and it's not so much like i will i'm going to talk about the scene this is major this is like major bebop spoiler major so if for some reason you haven't seen bebop yet just block out the next like minute of the podcast but um it's the last it's not it's specifically the last end card of the show but it's also the, the last scene of the show so as we pretty much all know, the fight between Spike and Vicious happens, right? Mm-hmm. And he's he gets he gets fatally injured, and he's walking down the steps toward like the police units with him. His last word is "bang." He dies. Yep. Um, and I remember does he so, die? Like, does he die? I'm just kidding. does he die? I'm though? just kidding. He, he does. Yeah. Does he die? Uh, <laughs> I remember. So I remember sitting, like watching that for the first time at a super young age on on uh, whatever channel it was on. But um, Cartoon Network probably. I was already like, I was already. I was. I think. I think I was confused. I forget that Adult Swim is Cartoon Network. Yep. It wasn't. On, it was Adult Swim, right? It was. Yeah, it was on, on Adult Swim. It's a little. Yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. violent at times. Yeah. So, like, I remember just when I when I the credits started rolling because after he falls to the ground, it's just a zoom out of him on the ground and then just credits. And I was already feeling super down. I was like, damn. Like that whole anime was such a good thing, and then he's he's gone now, and I feel so upset. And then the last end card hits that is a black screen that where it usually says "See you, Space Cowboy." The last episode it says you're gonna carry that weight, and I don't know why, but it that like <laughs> it just wrecked me. It just completely <laughs> wrecked me. I was just like, what the fuck? Why am I crying just because it says you're gonna carry that weight? And it's interesting because I. Bebop was so influential to me in terms of just like, like just character and just like, just like how people interact when they're like really depressed and shit. And um, I, I still the words you're gonna carry that weight, oh like they're always in my they're always in in the in the narrative that my brain has. Like my my brain will always go back to a few things in my life, and it, that that line is is one of those things where. You're just gonna carry that weight, like the like that's your experiences and everything that you lost or gained is all part of shaping who you are, and you're just gonna carry that. 
Like you're, that's just part of you as you go on in life. So yeah, so that's just been one of the most memorable things in, ever. It's not even a scene. Like it's not even the scene of him dying. It's it's the end card of the show, kind of just telling you like, yeah, man. Like when you experience stuff in life, it sticks with you. Even if you let it go, it's still part of who made you you, and you're gonna carry that for the rest of your life. Strangely yeah, enough. So I, for me, it's the music that they play after Spike dies. Um, yes, yeah, that, that, all of that, all of that, all, it's all of that welling up with the music and what just happened, and then they just end it. Silence. You're gonna carry that weight. Done. Lame. The show's over. It's intense, man. It is. That's a the uh, the story based episodes of Cowboy Bebop are, are some high quality shit. Yeah. So top tier, top, top tier. tier stuff. I mean, everybody remembers the moment when Spike died. That might be the most iconic moment for western anime fans period i think so yeah i think oh, for so sure it's just because he's just cool first of all i like bebop was one of those weird animes where i like the dub way more than the than the japanese voice acting because again steve bloom is fucking god tier and Pretty much, i just yeah. remember i remember i can hear it in my head the bang like the way he says it and then he just dies he just like, slumps over yeah. yeah yeah it's i'm never gonna forget that and then, and then that music comes in and i'm like oh. totally so right, that's, that's a good that's one. my second one as well. Well, <laughs> I'm following follow that. Up that. <laughs> so mine is my second one is not meaningful at all. It just blew my mind. <laughs> and that's in JoJo Stardust Crusaders. Oh, when hell yeah. OP4 when Dio interrupts the OP with the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was it blew my mind. Because it's singing, and I swear they only put that like lyric in the song at the end of the world. Goes end of the world, oh! <laughs> he just punches in, just saunters in like a sexy asshole. <laughs> I feel like um, Dude, that was uh, iconic as hell when that came I, out. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> hope at some point, and I maybe this, maybe someone on listening knows this already because they've read the manga. But I kind of hope at some point, like three seasons from now, Dio will come back. Like, how awesome would that be? Dio's back again. I would just flip, I would flip my shit. Dude, I, re- I, yeah, I remember watching that and just being like, what the fuck? Like, is it? Yeah, I remember, it blew your mind because the I remember whole OP thinking, changed. I was just like, damn, like, like, this is a fake version of the OP. Like, someone made this. Like, someone made this and it got, it just got to, like, the main distributors' hands instead of the real thing. But, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, that, that's iconic. That shit was iconic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was my second one. It's not meaningful. It just blew my mind. <laughs> um, for me, this next one, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna carefully describe it because I. Um, I don't want to spoil it because this is the very end of this anime. Um, in your mm-hmm. line, April, at the very end of your line, April, there's a scene where um, the the male protagonist is performing a Chopin ballad uh, on the piano. It's an extremely difficult piano piece. And the scene is so emotionally emotional. I remember Kimiko was watching this in my in my house, and the girl is just absolutely sobbing. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, really not unbelievable because I was I cried too when I first saw it. But poor Kimiko was just completely demolished by this moment in this anime. And the way that they execute that scene at the end of Your Line April is um, it's a scene that if you've seen it, you definitely will remember it probably for the rest of your life. And totally. Because not only is it is it unbelievably emotionally impacting, but I mean it's set to uh, an unbel- an indescribably impressive piece of music in in Chopin's ba- Chopin the Chopin Ballad Number One, so much so that I actually learned about half of that ballad on the piano 
um, until I realized that I would never be able to keep it as repertoire because it's way too long and difficult. It's high. It's a high maintenance piece. Oh, ridiculous! I, I would have to devote an hour a day to it to keep it up, um, and I just don't have that time. So, but I did learn half of it. It's a gorgeous piece of music, and that scene is just—it'll strip you down to your to your bare emotions, and I mean, and you kind of know what's coming, and that makes it worse. And it's just, and that anime is so beautifully animated. I mean, the moment is... Especially that last scene. I mean, holy heaven. It is just absolutely marvelous. And, um, yeah, the end of your line, April, is... It's... It's, it doesn't disappoint. I'll just say that. That's a top. That's a top tier piece of animation in there. I, yeah. I have my opinions on that anime, but I there's no single part of me that can deny that that last scene... On on a scope of just like animation, direction, sound design, it is like five out of fucking five, dude. That part, that scene is ridiculous. Oh, it is. Like, yeah, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, they sort of cheated by mm-hmm. having Chopin's bash. The you know the animation is great, but uh, you're, you're never gonna you're, you could never possibly come up with a piece of music that's written today that could match a Chopin's ballad, the Chopin ballad number one, because we don't have. These types of, in my opinion, we don't have these types of musical geniuses today. Um, the, yeah, these people, I feel that. these people that dedicate every single moment of their life from the time that they're literally able to speak, they're writing music. Mozart wrote his first opera at age twelve. I mean, think about it. He wrote his first like in symphony at like age four. I mean, it's completely mind blowing. We ridiculous. just yeah. so like you got that. You have that in your arsenal combined with the emotion and the and the animation, and boom, it's it's a powder keg. Okay. And of course, right. I'm biased as hell about classical music. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next, so my next example. So when I read the topic, right, my, my, when I read the topic, um, I was like, okay, so we're probably all gonna pick out things that are positive and stuff. But I was like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna pick something that I can never forget that showed me that anime has gone too far. Um, because that is also an impression on the mind right like a legendary moment could be either fame like it could have fame or infamy in my opinion right so a little anime called neo genesis evangelion right um <laughs> it's not in the original series it's in the end of evangelion where this motherfucker shinji <laughs> So I wrote WTF next. It's funny. It's funny because we're reading. Uh, Man, Mandy's writing comments in real time on our on our show notes, and it's just WTF. I'm sorry, I'm lol. messing everything up. No, it's perfect. I just wrote WTF. When this this motherfucker Shinji is in a hospital room with his co barely friend Asuka, who's passed out from the fight she just had or something. I don't barely remember. And he's like, he's like all fucked up in the head and it's, it's trying to get her to wake up because he needs help and everything. And then he's like, he's like trying to, he's like rocking her body back and forth. He's like, cause he's like, help me, help me, help me, help me, Asuka, wake up, help me. And in one of these rocks, he kind of like, like he pulls her, her body too hard. And in doing so, her like shirt comes unbuttoned and she's like, she's like left, she's like unconscious in a very like... In a pretty spicy position, 
if you want to say it that way. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. well, she's and a spicy girl. So, this Oscar, she's a spicy girl, and she's in a spicy position now. And this boy's fucked up in the head because of all the because of his daddy issues and shit. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the sound cuts off. There's no sound for like a solid like thirty seconds. The only sound that cuts in is at some point there's heavy breathing. Like t- like it's like someone's tired. Someone's tired. It's heavy breathing. Mm-hmm. The 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 director is cutting to different parts of the hospital room, right? Uh, and it's breathing all of a sudden. It's just breathing. It's breathing. It's heavy breathing. The the camera cuts to the door handle that's marked locked. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's more breathing. Yeah. And then all and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden the the camera cuts to Shinji's hand. Uh, yeah. That is covered. And this motherfucker's come. Are you kidding me? Oh he jerks God. off to Asuka. Ugh. Oh shit! <laughs> look at look at the camera right here on this live broadcast. You see this? You oh see this picture God. I'm holding up? Is that the face of a predator right here? Oh my this, God! This this poor Asuka. She she's posing in this this fake smile with Shinji, and. Little does she know that she's about to be she's about to be the it's victim the of a worst. sexual act. Look at this. It's the face of a deviant. The face of fear. No. When I first saw that, when I first saw that scene, I literally was just like, like, this is like I get it. Like I understand. Shinji's all fucked up in the head. I get it, sure. He is can, he's I, a little worse you can, than that. You can argue that it makes logical sense for uh, so like you know, it's a release of I don't know. I'm gonna make up an argument for it. Uh, it's, it's a it's a release. It's a release of uh of all his frustration and tension and depression that he's had, and uh-huh. so it's a metaphor for you know like like letting go and overcoming something. Fuck that. Fuck that. You could do that so many different ways. It doesn't have to be this fucking poor kid jerking off over his unconscious, like co-pilot's fucking body, like anime. Went too far. I would and like I will, to take this moment to apologize for forget. anyone who has any kids oh in the God. room. <laughs> I will never forget. I will never forget that when I first saw that. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. All right. Oh I'm done with that one. God, All right. I hate that. I'm surprised you, missed, you skipped your third one. Well, I wanted to make sure I could end. We don't have enough time to do all of them anyway. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's, okay. That's, yeah, I'll that's follow fine. it up with something wholesome, okay? Please, oh, please do. Because I'm so fucking nice. triggered once again. I'm like re triggered after fucking 12 years of watching that shit. <laughs> and actually, it's because July 1st is Natsume's birthday, so I have to do it. Aww. Wow. What a fan girl. <laughs> this is a big spoiler, too, for Happy the Happy birthday, Natsume. Watching. Yes, happy birthday, my sweet boy. Anyways, um, this is from Natsume Eugene Cho, season four, A Long Way Home. And um, this is a big spoiler. Uh, I mean, it's a very episodic show anyways, but there is like a story that does proceed throughout all of them. But um, Natsume confronts a yokai from his past and mourns the loss of his father for the first time. And then he realizes he has a real family now. And it was so emotional for me. I was like sobbing at the end of this because um, Natsume had a really rough childhood. And uh, he does confront like a yokai that gave him a lot of trouble as a child because he was often bullied in this uh, from like um, the people around him and uh, people who took him in. Because everyone thought he was really weird. And. So this yokai gave him a lot of trouble, and so he confronts it, he defeats it, and then he um, goes and visits his 
father's house that he grew up in as uh, before his father passed away because they're going to tear it down soon. And so he went there because he wanted to see it one last time. He hasn't been there since he his father passed away and he moved out. He, he's been taken in from home to home to home. So he goes and visits with Nyanko Sensei, and then he sits down, and he just flooded with memories. And it's the first time since then that he's been able to mourn the loss of his father, and he just lies down and just cries in the sun. And it was so, like, overwhelmingly emotional for me. And Nyanko Sensei sitting nearby, just quietly not saying anything, just letting him get it all out. And then afterwards, it cuts to um, his current foster family, and they're doing a family picture together. And he's never felt like he had a place to stay until this moment, like a real home. He's always felt like, I I need to watch out what I'm saying, like, watch out what I do. I need to not upset them. Otherwise, they're just gonna, you know, ditch me and pass me off to somebody else. But now he realizes this is my family. And they really do love me no matter what. Aww. And so they take a family portrait or family picture. And then he stops and says, wait a second, can we take another one? And he picks up Nyanko Sensei and has adds him to the family portrait because it's his because now he's part of the family and it was so sweet and I loved it. And go on, I'm gonna cry if I keep going. Okay. <laughs> See that Ohana one? means family. That just Ohana means family. And, fa- and family means nobody gets left behind. That just goes to show you how <laughs> important actually that funny was to you. <laughs> it's actually funny because Kamiya, you know, she voices Natsume and he also did the song Disney song of that uh, for Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> oh, really? Damn. Yeah. It's all together. It's all together. Huh? It's all coming together. <laughs> it's all full circle. I'm gonna so, yeah. I'm gonna pick one more off my list, and then I'm just gonna kind of read the others because if we do all the ones we have, yeah, we, we, we sure. won't be able to review the anime we're gonna review. Yeah, today. I'm down to do one more than read the others as well. Um, it's a, it's tough. It's a tough pick. Um, in my heart, the the next one is is one of the. Pivotal moments in Crest of the Stars. Um, probably a cliche choice for me, but I don't care. So there's a scene in Crest of the Stars where it's the moment that kicks off the war between the uh, between the humankind empire, Ob, and the and the United Mankind. And if you haven't watched Crest of the Stars, it's 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 um it's a very rarely seen space opera. We don't get a lot of them, right? So mm-hmm. you know you get a lot of like. You get a lot of shows in outer space, but not many of them are, are space operas of that scale. So there's a scene in Crest of the Stars where one of the patrol ships called the Bass Royal is um, the setting of a lot of the beginning part of the portion of the anime. And, um, and the Bass Royal is coming into contact with multiple space-time bubbles. And that makes that's kind of gibberish jargon, but basically it's, it's like the way that, that ships travel in space. Um, there's like two different types of space and when they, when they merge, when this, when, when these space time bubbles merge with, with the space time bubble that the, that the Bass Royal ship is in, they know that they're about to engage in combat. Probably. They don't know exactly yeah. what, they don't know what exactly is in the other space time bubbles. It could be anything really, but they are pretty sure they're ships cause they're in like formation. And what happens is, is that this is going to be a spoiler for the show for sure. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, they essentially it's something like 10 or 12 enemy ships merge with the Bass Royal. And there's a scene where this one Bob patrol ship is taking on 12 or so enemy ships. And it's a very dramatic scene where you have, um, you know, the commander is, is like, 
you know, turn about f- to the stern or whatever. And the ship turns and like it's firing lasers out of its side and it's trying to take out these enemy ships. Meanwhile, it's taking damage and the shields are going down and there's um like, like the ships are, are deploying mines that are, that are, you know, colliding with the Bass Royal and they're trying to shoot them down. And there's like so many things going on at the same time in the scene because they're, they're engaging in, in war basically. Yeah. This is game time. Yeah. And the ship is the Bass Royal gets, it, def- it destroys Every enemy ship, I think, except one, and eventually there's just no shields. There aren't any shields left, and it takes a, a severe hit from from like an enemy laser or something. It goes like right through the ship, and the bash reel explodes. And as they put it, it sinks. They even mark the date and the time in the episode because that is the moment that kicks off the entire war of that. That is the next three seasons of Crest of the Stars, and. Um, the music is so un- incredible in that scene, and because of the characters involved in the scene, it's very um, like an important emotional scene in the anime. And it, it's it's one of the better displays of like space combat that you'll see in anime. Um, and by that, I don't and and um, you know you see a lot of like mecha battles and stuff in anime, but this is a little more like military, like on the bridge, giving commands people that are like in other areas of the ship and turrets trying to shoot at the enemy ships and they'll like, you know, they'll take a hit and they're like, seal off quadrant six, seven, and nine, you know, like they're taking on like, you know, people are getting sucked out into space. Oh, I love that shit. Like, you know, yeah. there's a hole in the ship and all these, you see all these like ob people getting sucked out into the vacuum of space because like the hull has been breached and they're shutting off areas of the ship. It's super like tense and awesome. Um, mm. the, the other, the other scenes I picked that I won't go into detail about, um, because of Megalobox, I was I went back and watched part of the um, the probably the crowning moment in, in the in the Hajime Weibo anime, which is the Ippo versus Sendo fight. Oh, oh what a great so fight. freaking Dude, breathtaking! What a fight, bro! Yes, the, that and that that <laughs> fight was a big portion of my um, motivation to become a workout junkie. I used to listen to that to the music during that scene all the freaking time. Eternal Loop. Yeah, that's the reason I joined a boxing gym too. Dude, Literally that fight. The song Eternal Loop from Hajime Weibo is it's. It's total like the English in it is horrible, but it is an awesome rock it's just ballad. Just testosterone, bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, there's also a scene towards the end of um, the Twelve Kingdoms where Yoko suppresses a rebellion. And oh yeah, I love that one. <laughs> I, I couldn't even breathe during that scene because I knew it was coming. You know it's coming as a viewer, but when you see it happen, and Yoko is just oh, she's so friggin' badass compared to where she starts. Um, and for me, the last one I wrote down was the duct tape match in Initial D. Because you're like, how are they going to even? Classic. How are they even going to survive this this race down this mountain when they can't remove their hands from the steering wheel? It, it, it's crazy. So there's so many great moments in the anime, and that's the rest of my list. Uh, dude, that's those are some solid picks, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so my next one um, is very recent, um, but it's one of the few times that I am so engaged in anime, like Mitch just said, where. I legit wasn't breathing. Like I legit was not breathing, and I was clutching like my blanket so hard because I was like, "Come on, God. I was like, come on, win, 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 win." I know win. what you're talking about. <laughs> and um, and I'm talking about when Karasuno volleyball high school team, the volleyball team from High beats out Shiratorizawa, which is like the most favored. They're high the wall, school. right? No, Shiratorizawa is the is the purple team with uh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's like, like, yeah, the finale. So, like, uh, spoilers, but, like, whatever. <laughs> and um, Oh, I, weird redhead kid. Yes, yes, that team. Yes, that team. Yeah, that yeah so it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the scene where 
they find like they score the winning uh the winning point um and all of it was it was amazing they use a lot of metaphor they show ujiji uh i forgot his name but um the ace of shirotorizawa as a giant pressing down on the karasuno players and they like as a team pick his hand up and overcome his his pressure but what really what really always fucks me up in that in that scene and makes me really just like shed a lot of like joy like tears of joy is the reaction of karasuno like so many of them just like end up frozen in their in their spot um and it's it and when they when it finally hits them that they won they just all they just all burst out crying in tears of joy and screaming yeah. and it was like it was like my favorite it it was one of the first times ever that an anime legit had me so hyped aside from like ipo like i think ipo did this to me too yeah um no ipo where like i was watching like clenched fists like not breathing and then all of a sudden when when they win i legit jumped off my couch and was freaking out like i was so happy for them um and i will never forget that i will never forget the fact that i watched that with my friend we were both freaking out and then i watched that so many more times with more people that had not seen it and every time they were all short of breath just like holding on to the edge of their seat because they just couldn't believe that like they like the pressure was so intense and they finally went um so that's that's one for me in recent years i uh, almost put oikawa's jump serve on my list the one where he smacks it it just like oh, just the first point one? Yeah. where it, like it turns into that like kind of sketch moment and he just yes. everyone's looking around like what just happened yeah that yeah that part's I love awesome. that one uh my honorable mentions are in death note light's first montage and when he just starts <laughs> killing people rapidly just like name after name after name after name i think i remember just being so creeped out by that scene like i felt so creeped out like he's the, like he's supposedly the main character and i was just like oh is he not like a good guy is he like not a good guy so that's, that's i remember just having that moral debate in my head um to me back um near the end of the anime where they're at the grateful sound festival and koyuki's band uh, back is having internal struggle and like none of them show up for the performance that they're supposed to be scheduled for so koyuki grabs an acoustic guitar he says fuck it he gets on stage by himself and starts covering a Beatles song and the, and then that his voice and his passion is projected across the speakers mm-hmm. throughout the entire festival and his bandmates hear his voice and they all one by one just start showing up back to the oh. stage and it's and it's awesome because it just starts as like acoustic guitar like camera on koyuki's face singing and all of a sudden you hear like a bass riff come in and then you look to your right and it's Tyra. Tyra's playing bass now. All of a sudden you hear drums and the drummer's back. All of a sudden you hear a nitro guitar and Ryusuke's back. And then you hear some you hear some hype and Chiba's back and the whole band's back and they just shred that song yep. and they go into finishing their concert. I remember that scene. That's it a great was, moment. Yeah, monumentally influential moment in my life. Like monumentally influential moment in my life. Um, the rest are Nana, when you first see Nana, oh, I just fell in love because she's aesthetically the most pleasing woman I've ever seen in anime. Um, Aula Star in the first in the first episode or second in the first episode, right? Um, the Jean meets Hilda, and then after a series oh. of events, Hilda sacrifices her own life and tells Jean to go on and have his journey. Incredible first episode. I don't think that first episode it's it's in the top top top. Aula Star is so damn good, so damn good. Oh my god! And and then for my Shonen fix, Naruto. It's literally like, there's so many good fights in Naruto, but Madara versus the Shinobi Alliance. Madara just flexes his goddamn shit and just wrecks so many people by himself. 
I think he, I think he drops like two meteors on them. It's so ridiculous. But yeah, that was such a flex of power. I was blown away by that, by the animation in that fight too. So yeah, that's that's all I got for this. Um, my last one that I'll I'll do a really quick one. Um, this is also a spoiler for Mononoke, and if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. I love Mononoke a lot, but um, it's part two of the Faceless Monster, which is the Nopor, uh, the Nopora, Nepor. Sorry, it's hard to say Noporabo arc, and um, it's when Ocho realizes that she is the Mononoke. I love that scene because I love mysteries and I like also trying to piece it together and try to solve it. But I love that moment where, um, Kusuragi or, um, the, uh, medicine man. Sorry. I forgot his name now. Um, Kusuria. Yeah. He, um, shows the mirror and points it at her and realizes that she's faceless in the mask that she's holding which was previously the mononoke was actually her face and just she like just starts screaming and i love that moment that uh, realization and like no i was mononoke the entire time i just oh i love that i love that whole arc i like but, the cat um, the cat the cat demon the bakeneko arc bakeneko yeah um so yeah my other um honorable mentions one was from samurai champloo which is mook and tripping i love that scene it was yuasa and is so memorable because it was so uh different from everything else in the entire series um kizumona got three the third movie kiss shot versus Araragi, because that fight yes, scene is insane it's, dope. it's, it's dope so well. crazy because and it's done in a very shaft style um where uh, Kusuriyuri, sorry, that's his name. I, cuts, my brain cuts just... all over. Cuts, cutting. I cut, know. I'm cut, sorry. Cut. My brain like. Oh no! I mean, I, mean, I mean, shaft style. <laughs> oh no! I was going back to Mononoke. Kusuriyuri is the mess man's name. I just my brain had a fart. Anyways, but um, yeah, that whole scene very shaft style. It, they're both these incredibly stupid, powerful vampires. They're punching each other's heads off and doing all kinds of crazy shit. It, it was insane. And da 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 da, she's a punching guy of his clothes. That's when I knew I loved him. That's, that's when you fell in love. Yep. That's when I fell in love. Mm-hmm. And Kuroko no Basuke. Round two. Aomine versus Kagami in season oh, two. Yeah, uh, dude. Episode 18. Look, I know Kuroko no Basuke is ridiculous. I know that. I can't. I can't justify my love for it, but it's so over the top. And that round was my favorite in the entire series it oh it was so great and when uh kagami smacks the ball out of his out of aomi and his hand i mean just falls down on his butt Ugh, i love that scene yeah. i watch nice. that like on youtube all the time Kuroko no basket is just a DBZ of basketball. Oh, <laughs> I love it's it just, so much. It's just DBZ but on a basketball I know part. it's ridiculous, and I can't explain <laughs> it, but it is, I love dude. it with all of my heart. <laughs> Not as ridiculous as Yoa Petal. <laughs> Yoa Petal has jumped the shark about 12 times in that last season. I'm sure. They, oh, they, wow. they got to do something to make biking interesting. Dude, it's re- ugh, they're, they're, they're becoming crazy. All right. Well, good picks, guys. Um, yeah. Totally, that was, that was fun. I hope we gave some uh, some decent suggestions for people to go out and seek out these anime that we um, that we mentioned. Sorry for spoilers. Yeah, well, most of these anime we listed are so incredible that even if even if a a single plot point is revealed a little bit, um, you know, it's they're worth watching. Yeah, I feel a lot of these are more character moments than like plot heavy moments. Yeah. 
All right, so the intro trivia question for before we go to the news break. What is the name of the attack that Hiei uses in Yu Yu Hakusho that has dragon in the name? That's the... Oh, my God. So I think that's the... I cannot believe it. You were... And I, and I put <laughs> that in... planned? The, no, no, I put that in there way before... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's and we, funny. And when we come back, we're going to have uh, the answer to that, and we'll also have our review on a place further than the universe. So definitely stay tuned, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. See ya. Hey, all you anime fans, I'm back. It's Mitsugi, and it's time for more anime news. Well, the World Cup continues to roll on, and Japan played Senegal in the group stage of the World Cup. However, the competition of sports is not enough to overcome the unity that anime brings to fans throughout the world. Before and during the game, it looks like despite Japan playing Senegal in a game in which the two sides tied, Japan and Senegal fans bonded over the theme song for One Piece. There are videos online of fans from both countries together very harmoniously performing the One Piece theme song, a video that garnered almost 5 million views online. This is probably worth checking out. It's kind of a heartwarming video of people that live on opposite sides of the world and you probably don't even speak the same language, bonding over something common like anime. It's pretty nice to see. Next up, there's a pretty cool concert coming for Evangelion. Evangelion, of course, we all know the, the Mecha franchise that has swept over Japan for the last 25 years or so, is getting its first wind concert in Tokyo. It is a wind symphony concert. It's going to be held in September, on September 7th, at the Tokyo Metropolitan Theater's Concert Hall. The, they're going to have 10 tracks from the original anime series performed and from new films as well. They're also going to have renditions of Decisive Battle and Thanatos from the Evangelion New Wind Orchestral CDs that came out in 2009. They're also going to perform tracks from the most recent Evangelion films. It looks like these tickets are only going to be available via lottery until July 5th, so I doubt anybody listening will probably be able to get their hands on these. But it's pretty cool to see such an interesting, unique concert being held for such a famous anime property. Next up, Niantic, the company that was responsible for Pokemon Go, is still working hard creating augmented reality games for their company. It looks like they are creating some pretty new games using what they're calling advanced augmented reality. They have games coming out such as codenamed Niantic Occlusion. This shows Pikachu and Eevee moving freely around and behind real-world objects in augmented reality. They also have a codenamed Tone Henge, which allows players to work together to solve puzzles that exist and are created in the world using augmented reality. Looks like Niantic is going to be planning to offer its augmented reality technology to other developers, and they're going to be holding some contests, I think, to uh, see which developers will be able to use its platform in the future. So hopefully this means we're going to be getting interesting and new augmented reality usage in the future. And lastly, since I know we have a lot of Nintendo Switch fans listening to this podcast, Cyber Gadget is releasing a keyboard on, it already came out, on June 22nd that will allow you to link your two Joy-Con controllers of the Nintendo Switch to a keyboard, a full-on 55-key Japanese keyboard will allow users to chat online during co-op play without having to put their Joy-Cons down. 
So this is pretty interesting. The Joy-Cons stick into the sides of, of the keyboard, making a very sort of extra long keyboard with controllers on either sides. Definitely seems like a convenient tool to have if you're playing online with a Nintendo Switch. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now, time to get back to the podcast. Hey, Mandy, you look troubled. What's wrong? Butts. Uh, excuse me? It's all of these anime boy butts. There's just so many of them. I can't decide what's my favorite. I- I've tried to categorize them by firmness, bounciness, rotundness. Okay, okay, okay. Two things. First, you may need some serious help. Second, why don't you go look at the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast website? Uh, can that help me get to the bottom of this? Stop. You know, puns are my thing, right? Also, no, it won't help you with that at all. You are beyond help. But on our website, you can find all our past shows, along with reviews and trivia. Sign up today and you'll have access to our Hobby Addicts and Hentai episodes. Hentai episodes? So I can hear other people review butts for me? Uh, sure. I, I guess if you want to look at it that way. Now that's something I can get behind. <laughs> Cheeky. Now presenting Burning Questions with the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Would you rather? Yeah, I like oh, these. No. I like these. Have oh, no. taste buds in your butthole. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or poop out of your mouth but not taste it. Taste buds in my butthole. No. So you would rather taste your poop as this shit in there. Oh, oh, well, you didn't explain no, what was that's why it. the taste buds are in your butthole, is so you would... Oh, oh okay, God. Yeah. Taste buds in my butthole. Oh, God. What was the other one? Or poop out of your mouth, but not have to taste it. <laughs> I have to go... I have to go with that one. No. I mean, that's disgusting. Taste buds in my butthole. No, that's... You don't... You want to taste your own poop? Now, let me ask you a question. Yes. You have taste buds in your mouth. <laughs> yes. If you hold your nose and eat food, you can't taste it. If I hold my nose, do I still fully taste it out of my butt? <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid question. It's a very important detail. In the no, no, you have to squeeze your penis. Because <laughs> oh, that is the nose of your butt. And now, back to the podcast. All right, welcome back to the 428th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Swan Lake is pretty badass. It's a good, oh, yeah. it's, a good it's, it's 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 top tier as well. It's a good piece of music. Tchaikovsky did a nice job. Yeah. I think Tchaikovsky wrote Swan Lake. Nice job. Nice job. Nice job. Yeah, you know. You know. You know, just a just a good old casual song. Yeah, not bad, you know. <laughs> just a casual song. <laughs> just casual. <laughs> All right, so in the anime Yu Hakusho, what is the name of the attack that Hiei uses to that has the name Dragon in it? And the answer is Dragon of the Darkness Flame. And everybody's dead. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm. And the screen turns like neon colors and shit. Yeah, like neon yellow and green and fucking purple and black and shit. It's awesome. That's like when you're playing. That's like when you're when you're playing Final Fantasy or something, and you know the boss only has like five HP left, but you're like, screw it, and you use like an insane limit break on him and do like a million damage. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's duh. <laughs> he literally, he literally doesn't he turn that guy into like a he like a shadow on a wall. He's so just demolished. Like there's yes. literally nothing left yes. of him at all. He just he fucks Bowie up. Yeah, that poor, that poor guy. I don't know that he really deserved it. 
Oh, he did. He was talking mad trash. He was like, oh, you can't even beat my outer form. <laughs> Watch me when I get into my final form. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. come on. Just because yeah, he talks trash doesn't mean you got to completely vaporize him. Yeah, I guess But so. he is a badass. When you put it like that. All right, and here comes Cornelius, the cat mascot, meowing into the room. He wants cat food. I'm gonna let, let let's move into the um, the uh, in, the five star review. review. Five times time for a five star review. It's time for iTunes review. All right, if you want to leave us a five star review on iTunes or a review in general, uh, you know whatever. You can do it on iTunes, duh. Like, where else, where else are you going to leave an, an <laughs> iTunes five-star review except iTunes, you know? Seriously. Yeah. You could write Dummy. a review, or you could just click the star rater and give us a five. That would be awesome. You know. I love you. Totally. I, love, I love you guys. Who wants to read this one? I got it. This one is by Cat Chapped in the Death Drawer. Did Neil write this? Uh, Did Cornelius no. write this review? No, he would never. <laughs> Does he have the mm. uh, hands to do so? He has no <laughs> thumbs. Fine. It's like that anyway. gift of the cat just smacking the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> so the subject of the review is only jerks give fewer than five stars. And the review itself Damn says, right. this podcast has great production values and interesting discussion. I don't agree with many of the host's opinions, but they are always <laughs> interesting and well-informed. It is far and away the best anime podcast I've ever heard. The only problem is that Mitsuki's voice is too annoying for broadcasting. <laughs> is that what he really says? Yeah. Whenever I hear his smug nasal whining, I feel an irrational primal urge to beat up a nerd for lunch money. Wow, that's intense. <laughs> oh my god. Cut Mitsugi's mic and I'll come back and give the podcast a six star review. <laughs> love it. I love it. Wow. Did you guys not read this before putting out the talk? No, I don't read them. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because I read that, I was like, I'm gonna stay silent. I don't want to read this. I'm not gonna <laughs> oh, censor some. I, won't, oh. I wouldn't censor somebody's review just because they don't oh, no, 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 like no, my no, voice. No. But I felt bad. I was like, ooh, I don't want to read this. No, I, don't, I think this is fine. Cat, ta- cat trapped in a desk drawer. Despite what you think of me, if you were if you were here right now, I would snuggle you. Oh, because all yeah, I, that's really him, all kill, I want. Kill them with love. Kill them with yeah, love. That's right. Okay. Also, it would make it would make sense if Cornelius wrote this review. That'd be funny as hell. Cats are getting any more cat food if he did. Damn. So how about that? (laughs) All right. So. So we have an animated review here. We're a little late in the episode to be starting the review, but whatever. A place further than the universe, which is a madhouse anime from the winter 2018, 13 episodes. Uh, would you call this an Iyashike anime? I don't. Mm, it, no drama. I'm still trying to like figure sc- out what he, what Iyashike means. There's strand, <laughs> there's, there's strands of it. It's more like slice of life drama. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, where, where shall we drama. begin? Um. So I'm the one that passed this anime. Pretty. Oh, I guess we're gonna start with you sure. then. Yeah. Um. So like Mitsuki said, it is an anime by Madhouse, with the director being Atsuko Ishizuka, sound director Jin Akitagawa. Um, and I, the reason I wanted to mention them at the beginning is because this anime is so well done. It is so well done mm-hmm. to in every in like every aspect, and I really mean that. And I'm and like dialogue wise. Every character is consistent and like really shines through with like their role in like the dynamics of the show. The music comes in at the best times. 
like it comes in just right it comes in with the right tone it's really pretty it's like very like it's it's very like uplifting folky music which is very like it pulls at the heartstrings animation wise um part of me doesn't like the the animation style and i first saw oh, this I style freaking with, love it. um well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I first saw this animation style in Suki, uh, Suki Gaki. Are you talking about just the highlights? Yeah, like the white highlights. I don't okay. like the white highlighting, but I mean, I, I think I think it's very well done, though. It's not like, it's not a minus point for me because uh, it looks good. It looks good because it's consistent in the world. So it's not like it's not like the world's really. It's it's not like the world looks you know like neon color palette and then they have white highlighting and stuff like that. No, it's mm-hmm. very consistent in the world. So in context, it's re- it's really well done. Um, so, yeah, so I just wanted to shout out because this 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 anime needs to have a team that is very nuanced for it to work. Because on the surface of this anime, it is so easily written off as cute girls doing cute things. It's so easy. To, it's so easy for, for people that are, that run that run a very like like a very strict like oh this is not my thing. It's just cute girls doing cute things. Like like this is this is an anime I would prefer to be like. How about you just shut the fuck up and watch an anime and then judge if it's good or not, right? Did you give, so, like, a synopsis of what it is? No, I'm, I'm getting... Oh, okay, it. cool. I just, <laughs> just yeah. wondered. <laughs> um, and, and there were so, like... So, so this, is the, this is the anime I would put forward because, on the surface, it is an anime about four girls that are in high school that are cute. They're all cute. They're all cute. They're all very moe. Um, and they agree, for reasons we'll get into, to go... As part as a summer exploration team to Antarctica, to you know help out with that project to help out with setting up the base over there, um, and on the surface that sounds so ridiculous, you know what I mean? Like the thing about it, it's literally like if I told you, hey, I'm watching this anime about four cute girls from high in high school that are traveling to Antarctica. Like at least it isn't is overdone like the death. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That like exactly. That's the only winning thing to me on paper that works is that oh at least it's original but it still it still can can sound can come off like okay it's just cute girls doing cute things and it honestly it would come off that in the anime would be that way had it not been for the ridiculously well done like directing of this anime because in the end um it it just turns out to be way 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 more impactful and thoughtful than that um so yeah so for if for to get more into detail this anime revolves mostly around the 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 funnel that we have into the show is the character Mari. Should we start the anime with her? And she her current situation in life is that she feels like she's not using her youth to its most optimal potential, and it really bums her out mm-hmm. to the point where like sometimes she she like wants to cut school and take the train the other way um, instead of like say say her school's to the north. She wants to she just wants to take the south one day. Just to see what happens, because she she wants to live an exciting life, uh, but I mean, she's but very scared like to do so. Right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, like, yeah, you like twenty years of youth left. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, yeah. I, it, that, <laughs> well, and, thank yeah. you. I'm still a youth. <laughs> I mean, yes. pretty much. I mean, yeah. Oh. I, I mean, yeah. I guess, and I guess that's easy. That's something I think about all the time. I think, like, in hindsight, is 2020, and I would tell young people now to not worry about. You know, not experiencing things at th- at that time because there's like t- there's so much time left uh, to do everything. But I do. But even myself, I remember when I was in high school, there, I I did so many things just off adrenaline because I was like I was trying to live 
I was trying to just really live, live in the present when I was young. Even though I knew there's no rush to these things, I could just get to them later. But I, so I, re- I related to her, um, you know. So, yeah. So to get back to her, she wants to live her life in an exciting way, but she's also very scared to do so. And they do that. They show you that in the beginning by uh, her friend tells her like they they say it to you and show it to you. They say it to to you when her her friend with the glasses, Megumi, Megu, Megu-chan, Megu Chan, Megu. Megu, yeah, she tells her, like, yo, hey, like, you always bail on things. Like, this is not surprising to you for me to hear that you're bailing on things. And then they show you when she tries, she gets to the train station in the morning to take it the other way. And the train comes, it goes, and she's still on the platform because she chickened out, like she always does. So she's our main vessel into the show. What do you guys think about, like, your first impression of Madi? Um, About Madi? Um, I felt like she was pretty relatable for me. Um, yeah, because, I mean, she also wanted to help somebody achieve something great. And I, I thought that it was really nice. I I felt like all of the characters worked off of each other very well, because they all oh, yeah, provided they something great. Great. Uh, that the others lacked. Like, Shirase wants to, you know, open up, learn how to open up to each other, but also Mari wants to help someone achieve something great. Hinata wants to accomplish something big to compensate for things she missed out on. And uh, Yuzuki spent her life as a child idol and wanted to find, like, figure out what friendship really is. So I felt like those four characters all, like, worked really well together. I like Mari, you know, she's kind of like the gung-ho chipper girl that has moments of seriousness that, you know, where you, and sometimes her chipperness is her hiding her emotions, but I thought she was a good character. I enjoyed watching her. The, Sorry, there's just a siren outside of my room. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> the character um, I didn't really care for was Shirase, to be honest. Um, like, there's weird moments in this show where she's like, she just kind of like lays into her quote-unquote friends. Um, but in but in the name of friendship, which kind of makes, I mean, sort of makes Sometimes sense. Sometimes you need that. <laughs> yeah, but she does it in like the the harshest, most inappropriate ways, you know, where and um like there's like late into the show, like episode ten or eleven, there's a moment where she's like, you know, she even calls someone like a like a piece of bullshit or something. I can't remember exactly what it, exactly what what the words were, but I was like, damn, like. Like that's uncalled. Like that's un- actually one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, it's not, 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 not. It's not that it's a bad scene. It's just that like it's, you know, it sort of shows Shirase's um, raw, unfiltered personality. And um, you know, I just I wouldn't speak to my friends like that ever. You know, I well, think, it wasn't to her friends. Just talking it's just to somebody who hurt her friends. <laughs> well, I mean. That's not how I took the scene. One of the girls collapses and starts crying. Uh, they cry almost every episode in this anime, by the way. Yeah, but so do I. So do you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I, I thought most of the characters were likable, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think what Mandy said really nails it on the head is they... Um, I guess we just talk about all of them. Yeah, so like I, I, I really love all of them for what they do for the show and, and like i like that many of you already pointed out how mm. they each have a thing that they all fill for each other like they they each have a thing and they are all filling that thing for each other without even realizing it um which i think makes them a very good dynamically like impactful mm-hmm. group to watch because you can see when they're struggling Marty's there 
when um i forgot the idol girls yuzu when yuzu feels lonely uh they're there for her when uh hinata wants to like achieve things they all work together towards it and of course shirase wanting friends to go with her to antarctica to you know confront her you know mother dying uh her ghost obviously they're literally in antarctica with her so um but yeah so i I, and again like just having a really good group of people um doesn't make an anime like amazing like this cast is really great but it, it really is how they are written and how they act off one another because I, like it's it's incredible because I like I'm an emotional person, but I don't cry all the time during an anime. I'll cry at, like really peak moments or like at the end because an anime is over. But this anime had me so emotionally invested because I wanted them all to to feel good and succeed. Especially Shiraz, I wanted her to, to confront her her feelings uh, about her mother passing away in Antarctica, um, and they did it so well. And I guess context for the whole Antarctica thing is that. They meet, Mari meets his girl, Shirase, whose current goal is to go to Antarctica because her mother passed away in a blizzard during during an expedition out to Antarctica with the same team they're trying to join. So the anime revolves around Shirase meeting all these three girls, Mari meeting the three, all of them. They all become a, a group and they all go to Antarctica together with Shirase to be a part of this team and to help Shirase go and, you know, like go to where her mother passed away and the place that her mother was also obsessed with um, yeah not only that but all of the side characters got a lot of screen time dude, too so and even their the, own development yes and the my favorite character in the show is probably the captain um, yeah yeah she not only well not only is she like really pretty but she's also <laughs> she's also she's also so um she plays a very understanding adult who has who has had the tools to cope that she hasn't had yet um, because she's grown because she is, you know, she's older and has been able to deal with it because the captain is uh, Shirase's mom's friend who was her expedition partner when, she, you know, she has mother was lost. Um, and it's like, a, it's like a really interesting parallel to watch Shirase and the captain because yes, a mother daughter relationship is like, you know, much more intimate and closer, but you can't deny that the captain also had a very close relationship with her mother as well. So it's it's cool to see the captain being so like put together and like not over it, but you know like coped with the with the situation, and and seeing her observe her friend's daughter who is currently very much holding all that inside and hasn't like fully dealt with it yet. Um, and my favorite my favorite episode in the anime is when they go to where her mother was stationed and they find the laptop. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> oh, well, spoilers. Yes, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, that, that, isn't, that didn't feel like much of a spoiler to me. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. It's all spoilers. It's all spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love, yeah, I love that scene, too. I think it's kind of hard to spoil this anime, honestly, because... Yeah, it is hard to spoil this for, anime. For, for, me, for me, it was more about the journey... And it's like totally little tiny moments don't mm-hmm. really matter because it's more about to me, for me, at least it was more about being along for the ride and you really can't spoil that. So, yeah, but totally not. And, yeah. That's how and I to felt go about off it. That, yeah. To go off that, um, like, and, be, and because of that, it's really hard to like go into different 
like it's, there's no plot to really talk about. It's a very yeah, linear man. plot. It's really it really is just about how these four girls accomplished this one thing they set out and the and the people they're with along the way for the ride. And like with that honestly like like in all honesty like I just want to say I love this show so much. I think mm-hmm. it's nearly I, I I think this show is nearly perfect. It is so close to being a like like one of the best anime I've seen in a really, really long time. Um, because on the surface it is presented as such a simple thing, but it is written, directed, animated, and and the sounds designed so well that it takes you on a journey about achieving your dreams and how to work towards that with people around you. And sure. it is it's done so well. It, like and and that that's a topic that to me really rings close to home because I'm someone that's very ambitious and I know what I know what hard work is. I know that I know what kind of time it takes to really achieve something and I know how hard it is to approach something that's very emotionally sensitive to you. So that's mm-hmm. why every time she asked you know when she asked like let's go finally it really hit me because like I can only imagine the kind of release her heart felt when she like got through all of that at the end. Um, yeah. it, it's like it's 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 phenomenal that we're capable of feeling that much for something so yeah um, so it's it's so hard it's that's really all i have to say kind of like you I, ha- have I to had wa- some you stuff have to, to say i was anime. just letting you get it all out <laughs> oh, go ahead go ahead go ahead no um i also like even though the art style does scream moe it i felt like the journey there was actually pretty believable because they so. they go through so like a lot of challenges to get there too like severe seasickness i love that they put that in and it wasn't like oh we're all just you know we're all doing... just great at sailing yeah <laughs> and uh like we're not all just eating cake on a boat or anything you know it, it was it felt realistic to me and you know dealing with sunburn because the glare from the sun hitting the snow will mess you up <laughs> but um <clears throat> I felt strongly that this series should be seen by young people who are trying to decide on what to do in their life because I really like the entire show pushes that message like you were saying just go out there and do it there's always a way as long as you put in the effort and I think that's such a good message to have and there are a lot of themes of that center around friendships and learning to trust others learning when to actually let someone go and how to heal from that and totally I can honestly say that like there were a few scenes that really made me cry like oh, the yeah. one that we were talking about with the spoiler with the laptop but um yeah that fucked me up i legit one, I legit tears uh, down my fucking that was probably face. the most emotional scene in the, yeah. in the show i think and yeah. um the other one that i want to talk about was what i was mentioning before was the speech that um shirase has against the people who used to kind of bully hinata um because hinata yes. was originally on the track team of her school but due to an incident she is now homeschooled and some of the girls from her previous school really hurt her emotionally. And now that she's on this really important expedition, they're trying to send her apologies, pretending to be her friends. And she realizes how much this is hurting Hinata because it's very obvious Hinata suffers from social anxiety. She's afraid to speak up. She's like just taking it like, oh yeah, I, I guess I'll, um, I, I guess I'll accept their apologies. But, and so, 
Shirase decides to speak up and her speech was, you might think Hinata has been holding a grudge against you since she quit school, that she's suffering badly. You might think that she spends every day crying, thinking about what happened to her, but that's not true. She's having an amazing time with us. She's having a really fulfilling trip of the sort that you can't get what you where, where you are now. She's always looking forward. She's always walking. She's always taking those steps with us. And unlike Hinata, I'm a real jerk. So I'll come right out and say it. You can't live your lives in this halfway state forever. You hurt somebody and made them suffer. Now you have to live with that. That's what you get for hurting someone. That's what you get for hurting my friend. And you think you can just call, come crawling back now? And then she yells at him to piss off. And that message meant a lot to me and hit me in a very personal way because forgiving people is nice, but some people just don't deserve it. And Fuck moving em. on and realizing you're better than the people who hurt you and having friends who will stand up for you in those kind of vulnerable moments is such an amazing feeling. And that's something that I feel like everybody needs. But, um, so yeah, that was the moment that really stood out to me overall. Like you were saying, the show is amazing. It looks great. It looks absolutely fantastic, especially the sceneries. The sceneries are. Oh yeah. Antarctica didn't think I'd think it was the most beautiful thing ever. The best running scenes I have seen. (laughs) Episode two or whatever the fuck it was. Oh my God. Two or three, one of those. Two, that running scene episode two in the city literally made me made me feel so alive just watching it which that is was incredible. the point too it's like yeah. you know what? It made there's me feel so, so much alive. this world that you should go out and experience just run yeah. i i, 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 love, I that. love it yeah i love that they showed like while the, even though the run was like a, a panic induced run like madi ends up laughing while she's running away yeah and hinata hinata's having a ball yeah, they're having <laughs> a great time they, they they start running out of panic but then they then like it starts hitting madi that that she's like She's like, wait, hold on, like this, like this is what I want, like this is the kind of, see, like this. She, she, she says, I think she says something like, like it's the changes in scenery that makes that make us feel so alive. So yeah. and she, and she, she starts feeling that while she's running, and and just like when I see that smile creep up on her face while that narrative, while that narration is happening, mm-hmm. like my heart just feels so light because I've I've had times in my life where I feel very stagnant, and it it just takes like. It just takes one moment to, to like one nice moment to remind you that, hey, like you're like alive, like you're mm-hmm. alive, you know, like just, you know, and like you can just go out and just appreciate, you know, take a walk and appreciate that like the world is moving around you and that's fine. And like you're part of that moving stream for other people, like you're alive and like you're very present in the live stream that is currently going on in the, on the earth right now. And yeah, like sure. yeah, yeah, that episode two was like re- that chasing was that chasing was the one. This is the reason I passed the show because the second I saw that, <laughs> I, di- I didn't even watch like I watched episode three, but I didn't even need to watch episode three. And I was like, I'm passing the show because if they're doing that now, I want to know how they tackle the main issue later on. And they, I mean, and they nailed it. So I was luckily I was right in like trusting in the staff because yeah, they they nailed the show. It's 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 hard to get into much more. Aside from what we don't like, but but in terms of what we like, like I just need to, you guys you just need to watch the show because it's really it's really a great journey to go on and it teaches you a lot about human empathy and like caring and like and like how important friends are uh, in your in your times of need and why it's important to have people you can talk to. Um, mm-hmm. So so like with that, what did we not like about this anime? <clears throat> Do you guys have anything? I'm gonna throw some stuff in because I've been pretty quiet. Um, yeah yeah. <clears throat> I definitely misunderstood that scene at the end of the show. Um, at the beginning of this anime, I was pretty checked out, to be honest. Um, 
to me at the start it looked like a like basically a, a seishun type show which is like you know the springtime of your youth type of anime and mm-hmm. with a bunch of girls and i was like okay it's a bunch of girls you know gonna go find their way in life but like i didn't feel like i related to that very much so initially i was pretty disinterested i would say for probably the first three episodes and um so I didn't, and I don't think I paid super close attention to the first three episodes, to be perfectly honest with you. And so I think that like that's how I that's why I misunderstood that scene at the end of the anime that I previously criticized. Um, but um, like the show has so many good things about it that you guys have pretty much already covered. But for me, the the number one thing that this anime just surprised me with was how just incredibly gorgeous it is. You know, I think yeah. that the mm-hmm. the white borders instead of the black borders on the characters are probably arguable. But personally, for me, it was very aesthetically pleasing, and the environments in the anime were stunning, Redid. especially yeah. like um, the the um, like Antarctica and the aurora at the end and everything. And for me, I, I really enjoyed. For me, it wasn't like so much about following these girls' lives or relating to them because I wasn't going to. But for me, it was more about just being along for the ride and the journey. Like I, the scenes that I enjoyed the most were. When they were when they finally got to Antarctica and the ship is breaking through the ice and that, I found that really interesting, and just sort of like learning learning about Antarctica with the girls because you know they're learning how to how to map a course with the with the flags and I thought that was interesting, and yeah. learning learning that these are the things of Antarctica that are dangerous and and the penguins and you know all the little things oh, the penguins because I mean let's face it most people don't know jack shit about about Antarctica and I found myself mm-hmm. on my yeah. phone googling like how we're like what is the coldest place in the world and sure enough it's in it's in Antarctica where there's this one spot where it gets to like what was it like negative 89 degrees or something absurd and I'm just Whoa. like and then in Fahrenheit and I'm just like I'm like holy heaven like this is crazy but you know, it was very. I became very interested in the in the journey of Antarctica. So like, once they started to get going, like on the journey, I started to buy into the show a little more. But the beginning part of the show, it just didn't it didn't hit me in the right place because I don't relate to fourteen year old girls that well. I mean, I just don't. I feel that I understand. Um, that. But I but I related to the adventure aspect of the show a lot. And and then by the end of the show, you know, I was pretty much on board. And I think that you did a. A, a correct job in passing this one. I, I um, was actually really surprised by it because I went into it thinking, okay, here comes a slice of life show with 14-year-olds. And in the end, I was pretty surprised by the fact that even me, being 32, was able to relate to it pretty well. And I think it was my, again, my adventurous side that sort of, um, that took me to that place. And so I really enjoyed it. As far as the negative aspects for me, um, I thought that the the girl characters like they feel like real people, but to, but to me at times I felt like they were a little cliche. Like at times I thought I was watching K-On goes to Antarctica. Tropy, I feel that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I said, it, I said on our Discord I was talking. I was like, this anime feels at times feels like K-On goes to Antarctica, and I expect I have expected them to like bust out like like drums and a guitar and just start playing, because it's <laughs> because it's another one of those shows where it has to be four girls for some reason. It can't be three or two or five. It has to be four. And there's about 14 anime in the last five years where it's four girls doing something. Um, and the girls, they literally do nothing. They, they, they're almost never not in a foursome, ever. And I'm like, 90% of the show, it's the four girls always together. And I'm sure there might be a reason for that, but I don't know. It didn't really, it became a little, um, 
annoying, I think. And um, they cry a lot. They, they, they literally cried twice an episode. And that I found that a little bit annoying. So, um, but it's not really enough. That's not really enough, honestly, to discredit the show to a large degree. Like, I get... I get that 14-year-old girl... I don't even know how old they are. I'm just going to guess 14. I, how old are they, actually? Let me see. They're, they're, they're like the year before gradu- graduating high school, I think. Well, they sure as hell don't look like it, if that's or, the case. Or graduating mid- middle school? I don't know. I don't know, but, they're, but if someone they're graduated... They're in their second year of high school. They're, yeah, they're, they're in graduation year of high school. Uh, they just don't go to graduation year because they go to Antarctica instead. All right, so they're aged way down because none of these girls look 18. Um... And Japan's education system is pretty similar to the U.S.'s, so they, they would be 18 or 17. But they probably actually look more like 13 to me, 14. So I think 14 is what they look like as well. Yeah, so I, I, um, I probably would have related to it better if they looked their age. But I think that there's a strategic reason why they make them look the, why they look that way, and I think that it's just an anime reason. But um, overall, I... I I really enjoyed the anime a lot, and I think that it was probably a good decision to pass it. I was surprised by it. So there, I had to get I had to yeah. get my I had to get my two pennies in there. No, no, for <laughs> sure, yeah. Because in terms of what I didn't like as well, it um, I also think like as much as I was fully locked in emotionally, I also think that they think they cried a lot, a lot, <laughs> like every five like, minutes, like like as, I mean, like I also cried. A lot, but like it, uh, but not in every single per- point of the, of the show. Yeah, they were, they were all very like, very deep into like their personal issues and the and like that manifested in tears most of the yep. time, um, which I which I totally understand. But yeah. like I also I like I also did think like okay like, <coughs> you're like they're crying again. Okay, I get it. Um, uh, I also think um, that the no, that's really it honestly because I liked everything else sometimes the songs sometimes the songs were like i just wish i mean the thing is that they don't have they don't have a budget for like a full ost or whatever probably but i mean they use like the same song the whole anime yeah the music was was uninspiring to me um like it's it was cute it's cute and it like it it's the, it matches the tone of the show but you know but this is like oh this is and like this is just like context for how i'm nitpicking right now i'm nitpicking because it's so good because it's like most anime will make errors that are so grand that we don't have to nitpick like well it doesn't have the budget for an ost we could just be like yo this anime sucks like this anime does not suck no, at all no, no, so no, it, no, that's it why we that's why like the only thing to poke at is this um and that's really that's really it um animation wise i got used to like the white the white highlights because i i did love the anime sukigaki day was which was drawn similar similarly um so i was used to that coming into it although sometimes i would i would notice like just giant streaks of white in hair in the hair and stuff um but no i loved it um because i i'm very lucky in my life that i have i love my friends i love my family and i love like i'm just generally very open to self-reflection on like my personal growth and it's i saw a lot of like parallels to like these girls and how i grew up from when i was 14 and everything too um but yeah that's really all i had to say just the things i didn't like how about you mandy me, oh, there's not a lot that I don't like. Uh, I think the only thing that I can even possibly think of, and it was, it was more like a LOL kind of moments, was the um, the I like I know that they make laptops that can survive that 
temperature, uh, but yes, that is yes. not one of them. <laughs> yes, I kind of agreed there too because I was like, you're going to tell me that there's, this is an ice cave and like not at any point was any of this ice water and yeah. none of it got into the laptop and it just turns Like I know off. they make them. They make laptops that can survive that temperature, but that little thin one that they have is not it. And I was so surprised and it still turned on. I was like, huh. But that that's really, really nitpicking. Like I... There's not th- not a whole lot about this that I didn't like. Yeah. I I love this series. It meant a lot to me, actually. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> it really did. Um, I'll go first on the score. I think I'm probably the most negative. I would probably give the anime mm, four unread emails out of five. I um <laughs> four unread emails. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I. I didn't relate to it well, to be honest. I, I don't think I have a lot of the like problems in my. I mean, everybody has problems. I certainly do, but I don't think my problems are the necessarily the problems that these girls have. Um, but and yeah, I, but I thought it was good. Like I get the message, you know. I, I pick up on the emotional scenes, but um, yeah, I think maybe it just. For me, it felt a little too much like Kaon goes to goes to Antarctica because Kaon is also it's, a good it's anime. The, it's it's the same. It's like a similar staff. I think the I think the screenwriter director worked on a lot of Kaon too, or some episodes of Kaon. So, so that's the, not surprising. The director is actually a woman, Atsuko Ishizuka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not her. I'm talking about like the, the like the screenwriter and shit. So yeah, like the not the not director was very involved in Kaon as well. I forget I forget which one, but some of them were. It's a good anime. It's worth watching for sure. It's worth watching just for the art. True. Alone. Just period. All right, Mandy, you want to go next? Um, sure. Um so I I love this series. I it was really actually meant a lot to me. And I watched it weekly when it was first airing. Then I watched through uh, key episodes during this past week just to refresh myself so I could take notes on what I wanted to say. Um, I often feel a lot of anxiety about where I am in my life. Uh, it's actually where, where a big part of my depression comes from. I sincerely regret not doing more with my youth. I feel like I took it for granted and that now I there's not a lot that I can do about it. Um, there comes a time in your life where you just feel like it's too late to make dreams come true and that you missed your chance and you realize life is very short and I feel like you only get one chance and you need to take those leaps into if, if there's something that you want to do you can't let fear or anxiety hold you back you have to if there's something you really want to do you have to take the initiative and with enough work you can make anything happen and i felt like this series was a fantastic message and positive message behind it and it really meant a lot to me on top of that i felt that the artwork was fantastic mm-hmm. incredible attention to details and sceneries the animation the sound characters writing pacing i loved it all i there was not a whole lot i had to say negative about it um I felt it was a very special series, and I highly re- recommend it, especially to young people. And the message hit me very hard, and I feel like it's a show that can really spark a fire in someone. And I also want to mention that Shidase's mother is based on an actual woman who died during a snowstorm on an expedition to Antarctica in mm. 1960, and her body wasn't found until 1968. I thought that was very interesting. But, um, yeah, I'd give it... I'm giving it... Five girls go to Antarctica. 
five because put me in that group. I want to go. Because you're in it? Yeah. Enzo. Yeah. Enzo. <laughs> What's up? I don't know if you noticed, but Mandy says some really wise shit. Oh, yeah, I know. Really, there's Dude, some you should, you dropping some there serious we, wisdom just now. When, for real. When, when, when her and I were on that 13-hour flight to Japan, it was... It oh, was my a, goodness, that was, that's shit just, was wild. That's, that's all we did. We just dropped wisdom for 12 hours. For like Unbelievable. Hours. Oh, man, that was insane. <laughs> Except for um, when it's killing bites. I don't really have a lot of wisdom to give killing bites. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, honestly, to piggyback off, off what Mandy said, this the the me- like, I just want to emphasize it again because I know that the anime community that isn't into moe will write will just write off an anime like on episode one just because it looks like a cute girl's doing cute things. It's yes, like these girls are cute, and this isn't even a cute thing. They're just doing a they're doing a fucking expedition to Antarctica, bro. So what's up, bro? Don't write, don't write it off. Like this anime is so nuanced in showing you that, like, you, like, if you need to take the first step forward to the journey that is the success in what you want to do with your life. Once you make, once you, once you find that one thing, and it doesn't have to be the life, the like the goal, like the goal to end all your goals, but once you decide, hey, like, I want to do this thing. Just take just take the first step. Make yourself do it. Make yourself do it. Like even if you even if you're bad at it or whatever, talk to people. Find people that relate to what you want to do. The internet is one of the most beautiful things in the world, believe it or not. If you want to do something, find people that want to do it too. Surround yourself with people that think the same way you do. That want to work towards this thing together. Keep yourself accountable. It really helps. It really just helps. Just do it when safely. I, Make sure they're just, not yeah, murderers. Do it safely for sure. Like don't. Yes, I just wanted yeah. to put that no, out there. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, um, that's something that I had to learn uh, the hard way a lot of the time when because when I was younger in high school and some parts early in college as well. Um, it wasn't it wasn't until I really pushed myself to achieve a couple of things in my life that I wanted to make sure I did that I realized that yeah, anything really is possible. I'm no, I'm not special in this world. I'm a normal. Yes, dude. you are. Um, oh, thank you. I'm a normal dude <laughs> from fucking Brooklyn that has no, has had no advantage in life aside from having a good family that cared. So, like, if I ever wanted to do something with my life, it had to be on me. My parents are not from money. No one in my family is from money. You got to just make shit happen for yourself in this universe. Put out the energy that you want to succeed. The universe will answer you. To me, this anime is five kawaii-ass penguins out of five. Because it just does, it does that message so well, and even if you don't relate to to you know cute girls, like relate to the try and relate to try and relate or learn from the fact that yeah effort um, is quintessential to success, and you just need to try and believe that you can do it. So that, yeah, that's it. So that's a four point six six, which I think we round up, right? Uh, I don't. I don't. You tell me, Mitsugi. <laughs> <laughs> numbers are arbitrary <laughs> i think we round up i think that's a rare five out of five despite my best Dude. efforts mm. just kidding despite, <laughs> despite just, just, just kidding <laughs> a rare five out of five i love i love this anime universe. man i i watched it week to week when it came out um when it, when it was coming out and i also Same. went back to watch key episodes and episode 11 still fucked me up I cried again uh-huh. when I woke up at 2 p.m. today, and I was like, "Fuck! I have to like refresh for this anime." Put that on, and I was like, "Wow! I am 
in tears. Like this really (laughs) meant a lot to me. And I actually wrote down two pages of notes just in case I got emotional and couldn't remember what I wanted to say. (laughs) (laughs) This anime is is amazing. It really is. It's it's everything I love about anime when when they let the characters breathe and the and the writing is done well. It's perfect. All right, let's move on to the mailbags. Yeah. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Bag, bag, bag. All right, let's try to be quick here. Um, Icy Rose writes, oh, if you want to submit a mailbag, it's our website again, uh, aapodcast.com. Along the top, it says mailbags. You can uh, click the button, and it'll send it right to our Google form. So, um Icy Rose writes, are there any shows you remember loving back when you first started watching anime but refused to go back and watch it again, fearing it has not aged well or that you're viewing it through rose-tinted glasses and that rewatching it might ruin the current good impression you have of it in your mind? Have there been any shows you have actually gone back and watched and think, why did I like this? For me, for the latter answer, um, I went back and watched some of Love Hina like a few years ago and I was like, this anime is such trash. But I think when Dude. I was younger, I yes. liked Love Hina and I was like surprised you know that this was such garbage <laughs> um otherwise <laughs> i normally don't go back and watch old anime uh, if i do it's usually stuff like gto that i know i will love until the day i die and or uh, crest of the stars or whatever because it's freaking amazing so that's my answer yeah no, I, I feel you i also um i also it's love hina also kind of for me because love hina believe it or not is like the first anime that I sat down and watched on the internet to its end. In I was in Peru, bored as hell, uh, at an internet cafe, and YouTube recommended this anime to me. And I ended up watching all of it because I fucking loved it. I thought it was so funny. And I also went back to try and watch it recently, mm-hmm. and it's so trash. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's I've so never bad. watched Love Hina. I should check it it's out so now. Bad. It's well so known. Bad. It's just not very good. It's so bad. But yeah, that's also, that's also the same. Uh, me was X the movie because was it bad? (laughs) X the movie was one of my first, like, like Ghost in the Shell was one of my first experiences with anime that was not on TV, like Carcaptor, Sailor Moon, and so on and so on. And I remember I loved it when I first watched it. And I don't know, I haven't seen it in a very long time that I'm afraid to now because I know that it's nothing like the manga. I know they changed so much and uh, mm. I know it's nothing like the the actual series which followed the manga more closely. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I am not a lover of the X movie. <laughs> and, uh, I couldn't watch it. I tried twice. I couldn't. I remember watch it. loving it. I just I hope I don't know how I'd feel about it now. <laughs> I, I, I like the X TV series. Mm. Yeah, it's but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess not not everything is for everybody. <laughs> Who wants to read the next one? Uh, I, I can do it. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Yotoro Fujita writes, We tend to talk about OP and ED music a lot, but what about the uh, interestial mu- interestial Interstitial. Thank you! You're welcome. <laughs> music. <laughs> my, my brain is like nonsense right now. It's so jumbled. Anyways, what about the songs that play over the preview at the end of an episode? I'm talking about that creepy in- instrumental music that plays in Bleach when someone, something bad's about to happen. I'm talking about that vaguely Latin music that plays at the end of Code Geass. Get where I'm going with this? <laughs> Question mark. I 
for me, it's Dragon Ball Z. It's obvious. Um, and also Outlaw Star. I think Outlaw Star has. Yes. Mm. Yes. Outlaw Star. Yes. Outlaw Star has some sneaky has some sneaky good music. And I think it's mostly like the shows you watch on TV where you're waiting for the preview of the next week. And so if it's going to be Outlaw Star and um, Cowboy Bebop and... Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Natsume has some re- really strange like background music. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Yu-Gi-Oh? I don't, I don't really... I just threw that I, out I don't there recall, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's probably like it's probably like very four kids like hype shit. Oh. You know, stuff like that. Yep. And then some bitches get sent to the shadow realm. Ooh, life of the sky dragon coming for you, bitch. Damn. Anything else on this one? No. I can't think of anything. I don't know which one of you hasn't read a question yet, but we have three, and there's three of us. I got it. This one is by one of our favorite names. This is by Flick the Bean. Uh, Flick the Bean says, "Hi everyone. Okay, just wondering, what's your favorite, what's your favorite year for you in anime? I.e., for me, it's a toss-up between 1988 and 1998. Great, because they were great seasons for anime. Um, I think it's for me, it's early 2000s because that's like when a lot of like the the shonen slice of lives came out that really influenced me as a person. Yeah, so, yeah, this might be." Yeah. I kind of agree there. I think that it's, it may be because 1997 to 2003 was when I was really starting to watch anime for the first time. But I also just think that those years have just unbelievable numbers of amazing shows. If you go back and look at the list, yeah, it'll, it'll blow your face off. The list is so hot. Um, I mean, I feel like there's probably 40 or 50 shows from those six years, six or seven years that are, that people know and love. You know, that's like when Outlaw Star came out, Trigun, Bebop, you know, Escaflone came out a little earlier than that, but there's that's their uh, Crest of the Stars Banner of the Stars, GTO, Harui Suzumiya. I mean, there's like a bajillion anime from that from that time period. It just never ends. Um, <clears throat> I couldn't think of a specific year. I'd have to, like, go back and look because I often forget what year stuff came out. <laughs> but so I just did between 2005 and 2010 because I think all of my favorites are, like, in those years. Like, I know, like, Natsume started in 2008, Mononoke was 2007, Musishi was 2005, Samurai Champloo was 2004, but... And then Kuchu Baranko was 2009. Mm. I'm, like, thinking of all of, like, my favorites, and it was just between those years, so... Yeah. <clears throat> I guess that time period. <laughs> all right, guys, thanks for the mailbags, and, and thank you to everybody that, that listened live, and for all of you that are listening at home. This has been a pretty long episode, I yeah. have to say. Yeah, um, a we had a lot to say. Ju- it's a treat for Fourth of July. Also, that anime was it has a lot. I really that wanted to give it justice. <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. Sorry. Okay. No, no, yeah. it's good. So um, again, yeah, thanks, thanks, thank, thank you for everybody who who stuck with us this entire episode. It's uh, it's always great to have have people watching live, and you know, and of course, all of you at home are, are aren't forgotten in all of this. So. Again, if you want to if you want to sign up for our extra content, you can get our hobby addicts, our after parties, and our hentai episodes by going to aaapodcast.com forward slash join. You'll help the podcast continue to exist, which I think we all like. And please, and um, you'll get a jackload of extra. There's like there's way more content on there that you could possibly <laughs> listen to at this point. But that's just that just means that you'll never run out of cool shit to listen to. So. 
thank you everybody for listening in, and of course, thank you to um, to the lovely Mandy and Enzo for um, being always being insightful. And oh, thank uh, you. Mm, you're welcome. And we'll see you guys next week on the podcast. I don't recall what we're doing, but I'm sure it'll be badass. <laughs> Impressions are coming soon. Before you know it, we'll be there. So we'll see you next time. Thanks, see ya. Guys. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.